What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. You heard it right. Two brothers. Chris is celebrating his son's birthday this weekend. Sebastian's birthday. So he is out doing dad. We have all the fun. But we're still here. And we're going to talk about superheroes, movies, TV, comics, anime, action figures, video games, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Richard Wilson. We got Jack Walker Pearson. Gentlemen, how was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's going oh well there's really only one thing to talk about and that is batman 130 jack i can't believe you're collecting these and i'm and i'm so behind i'm batman batman 130 i ain't gonna say anything but it's the conclusion of the fail safe story and uh yeah oh my god what what just happened that's that's my only question after finishing the run Batman 125 26 27 28 29 and Batman 130 what did I what actually just happened modern that's classic? what I want to know is it a modern classic I don't know what just happened like <laughs> I honestly do not sure. know what just happened and so they're saying this is the this is this is the run of the storyline, and I'm saying it's not the beginning of the what? What just well, happened? It's probably going to go into a new arc, but I don't know. Don't say nothing. I have no idea. I, I tell you one thing that does kind of irk me on this, and I understand it, but I don't agree with it. It's kind of BS. I call BS on it. Superman, arguably one of the most powerful beings. Ever, right? Superman. Second, Superman. Second to Dr. Manhattan. Keep, keep. Okay, fine. Superman, in every encounter with Failsafe, gets owned. Hey, I, I haven't read it yet. Stop. You haven't read hmm. any of it? I haven't. I, I only, I've only really gotten to like Failsafe's safe, introduction. Okay, well, then you're behind. You need to catch up. I'm very but, behind. But regardless of the point, there's no way there should be a a villain where Batman is holding his own, but Superman is not at all. Can I tell you Batman's superpower is plot armor. Well, (laughs) plot armor don't help too much in some of his encounters. Ever Superman is in a Batman book. He is dumber. He is depowered. I just don't understand. This guy's faster than a speeding bullet, but he can't dodge a, Anyways, I'm done. I'm done talking that one. Also, I want to show you guys this is uh, Peach Momoko's latest Spider-Man cover, Double Trouble, and it's just pretty sick. You got, I mean, Momoko's drawing is just instantly identifiable. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got Miles Morales and you got Peter Parker kind of silhouetting each other, where the comic book could be right side up or upside down. You just can't tell depending on the way you're holding it. And it's just so cool. And the other comic I picked up this week is uh, Action Comics has had a run. They had their, um, I think it was the 30th anniversary of uh, the Death of Superman line, which is hard for me to believe that's accurate. Because we're old. (laughs) I just, I don't believe that, I don't believe that I was that young when it happened is I guess what I'm getting at. But I guess it was a while ago. Um, But anyways, there was an anniversary, and then I just picked this guy up. It's Action Comics uh, 1049. I just like the cover because on the top of it, you can see 
there's the whole super family is kind of waiting for Kel L's return. And you, 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 you haven't been have you been collecting this story at all, or you just grabbed this this issue? I just I'm I'm kind of a cover art guy. Sometimes I haven't been reading that story for a Superman for a Superman fan. I have been reading the Batman comics <laughs> the last few weeks. So I'm out of, I kind of got to pick and choose my battles. Cause you know, finances are, you know, I got some disposable income, but I ain't living that lavishly. Uh, also, I wanted to show you this. Yes! this Yo, that's dope. <laughs> so if you, if you go to comic book shops, there's often, uh, newspapers or there's the magazines that tell you what's coming out i saw this this is a little newspaper i'm holding up for the brothers it is darkwing duck on the cover i love darkwing duck um it's comic shop news so probably your local comic book shop has some version of the comic shop newspaper and this week's edition is darkwing duck up on a gargoyle and there is a new darkwing duck comic book run so for those of oh. you who uh, let's get dangerous, DW's back. I guess that would be under Marvel, huh? That's Disney, huh? It it is or under whatever Marvel line. I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, it's dynamic. Hmm. Dynamic out or dynamic is under Marvel. I don't know. I'd be lying if I knew that, but you know, so many of those image dark horse, they're all owned by bigger bigger things you know so dynamic probably is owned by something mm-hmm. uh, i couldn't tell you i'd be lying i should probably know that but i don't no no, no, no. okay yeah. good week rich yo how was, how was your week my friend uh pretty boring just work for the most part um i did watch dragon age dragon age absolution which is uh new on netflix and uh yeah pretty dope uh, follow a dark elf who is an assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works for like a thieves guild, I believe it's a thieves guild. Um, they they uh, pretty much get a contract to to capture some type of ring. Still don't know what it is. I'm on like episode three, maybe. It's a series. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, series. Six, six, six. Did you play so, the Dragon Age video games? I did. I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I need I need to go back because I have not finished that. So that's another kind of long game. I was like thoroughly surprised how much I really, really enjoyed the Dragon Age games. Yeah, um, they're good games. So I didn't know there I didn't know there was a series. Did you play the uh, Dragon Dogma? I think it was called. Yeah, Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I got very less into that one, and there was a series for that which dropped what a year year ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't but, get into the series either. <laughs> yeah, the series. Uh, the game, it's it's kind of involved in a way. Like you, you you'll get like large monsters that you climb on, and like kind of hits like uh, vital points and everything like that. Um, my brother got into it more. He kind of got me into it, and I started playing it. But it was just I don't know. Like you kind of lose your way, and it's like the dogma one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the dog one. You kind of lose your way in it. He's like, ah. I, I tell you what, what I really liked about the Dragon Age games is this idea that how you interact with your team really affected the way your team uh, interacted in battle and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And yeah the relationship yeah. dynamic in Dragon Age was so interesting. Yeah. Dragon's Dogma also has something interesting. You get um, 
these are spirits. I forgot the names of them, but you pretty much contract them. And the, we all have one. And I can go to a totem and I can find, like, say my brother has a really high-powered one. I can go and find his and contract his, and he comes and it comes out and fights with me, which um, I thought was kind of cool. But um, yeah. Other than that, I started rewatching Ash and the Evil Dead. Um, you say rewatching? Yeah, mm. yeah. You, you never watched it, man? Ash and the Evil Dead? Yeah. No, I, I, I I wanted to. I just I didn't think I had stars at the time, and then I just never jumped in. It's on Netflix now. Is it? It is. Oh. It's yeah. a fun watch. That one's it fun. Is. Yes, it is. Is it more? Is it more Evil Dead or more Army of Darkness when it comes to like its tone? Army of Darkness. Uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll jump into that. Uh, and that is it. You know what I was doing? I was looking at, um, because my brother was like, uh, was talking about he was playing a game, uh, Mech Warriors or something like that on Xbox. He was trying it. I was on Game Pass, so I'm like, all right, nope. Let me know how good it is. And I was like, yo, because I need a good mech game. I haven't played a good mech game in quite some time. And I, and, I, and my mind just went off into this tangent as I am with this conversation. And I was like, yo, remember Dave and Buster's? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the mech pod game that was in Dave and Buster's? Yeah. You go, you, you go, climbed go. into a whole thing. You yeah. have controls and screens. It's like you're in a cockpit of a mech. I think I played that once. Yes, bro, that was my jam. Is that is that not still there? Do they do they? No, it's not. It's not there anymore. But but there is a following for it. I think in like Michigan or someplace, they actually have like a whole bunch of the pods, and you can go in there and play like land games together. Wow, I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Michigan this month. I'll let you. I'll let you know. Pretty dope. And also, there's another game that came up for Xbox, which I was too poor for at the time. I was too broke to get this game. It was uh, called Steel Battalion, and it had this big, massive controller. I think it was like a $400 like game, including the controller. And it was a big, massive controller with pedals. Oh. You, much, you sat this thing down on a table in front of you, and you like really got two joysticks. You got a whole bunch of buttons and switches, and they all did things. And, yeah, I mean, if I had the money back in the days, I definitely would have bought it. That was my that was my poor times back then. My there's time. no new version of that right now. There's, uh, there's nothing new. I mean, you could probably make one on your own, like with a computer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can make your own little system. But no, like you can you can go out there. It's on eBay. But I'm like, eh, I don't want to get an Xbox and I have to play that now. Nah. Right, right. But it's. Did you ever play uh, Cyborg Justice? Cyborg Justice? No, was that? It wasn't a mech game, but it was a robot game, kind of like. Uh, Mortal Kombat style, but, okay. but what I loved about it was you could rip the body parts off of the combat, the robot you were fighting, and put them on yourself. Oh. I to look at that. Now, my mech game would used to be uh, Armored Core. Oh that yeah, well like everybody played that. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope one. Except but, for um, Lawrence, yeah. who clearly doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But, uh, <laughs> what was that called? Cyborg Justice. Yeah, it was for the Sega, man. I've been hoping they do a reboot, but it probably never happened. It came out around the time you had all those like all those like one-off games, like like they're all arcade, like um, yeah. like uh, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying, trying, trying to remember the names of them. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I kind of I kind of get what you're talking about. Okay, I'm gonna keep a look at that. Cyborg, there it is. Cyborg Justice, Sega Genesis. Yeah, Sega. I do not remember this. Yeah, it was fun. That was one of that was one of the ones I really loved. Um. 
because you could it, it remind me of like gi joes you know you take your gi joes apart you rebuild them with different parts Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like that, but you were doing it while you were fighting the other guy. So you like rip his torso off and put take your legs off and put his legs on, you know, or you oh. rip, rip the other guy's arms off and or he ripped your arm off and you got but it, but it lets you kind of like rip one thing at at a time. So you could rip one arm off or the other arm off or torso modifications while you're that was crazy. It was it was yeah, actually like, a fun little the game. Kids at that time who played that game grew up to like write cyberpunk. Like I remember that game we read was just rip things off and modify yeah, yeah. thirty and, years and, later. They, and it was a know. good way to like really upset the person you're playing with because you just keep tearing them apart. Like stop it man, just fight me. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, That's I fun. can see that. That's fun. That's fun. Speaking of games, I've I've been playing um Sifu. Uh, it's just ah. it's, a, it's a it's a fun game. It's, it's a game that you can play to pass the time without a major mm. commitment level. Um, was really dope okay. about. It. I think I talked about it before. It's like it's a martial art game, and like your counters matter. Like you have to be looking at the person. It's not a button smasher. Your combos and counters matter. Mm. Every time you die, you restart the level, but older. So you start the game at twenty years old, and you oh. can go all the way to I think to like eighty, and then you die. So I'm like, I've been playing 15 minutes. I'm already 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's just show you how well I'm doing right now. And like every time you look different, you can choose between a guy and a girl if you want to, how you want to play. And then, of course, if you level up, you can get different clothes and stuff. But it's a fun game to throw on. And you just want to play a game without uh, like a major commitment to story or having to spend time leveling up and getting these things. It's, it's a good game. Now, if if you every time you die, you age. Is the world changing around you also? No. That, that would fun. be so cool. You just yeah. age. You just come back older. Well, what happens uh, if you hmm. age out? Do you just you die? You eventually that die. Game over. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. But yeah, so it's an independent game, I think. So, so it's just pretty cool. Hopefully, it, it makes all the money and they come back even bigger and stronger. The martial arts is sick. It's like playing. You're playing the raid pretty much. Just hmm. running around. Your environment, grab a bottle, grab a stick. But the martial art and gameplay is so sick. It's so specific. It's not a button smasher. You try to do that, you'll no. get you'll get wasted. Easy. Um, I like button <laughs> smashers sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you know, um, what else? I'm caught up on Chainsaw Man. I think maybe a new episode came out as we're talking. Yo, okay. it is. Are you caught up, Rich? Uh, I don't think I watched this week's yet. No, I didn't watch this week's yet. So I what was this week's? Well, I mean, what, what, what was the last uh, thing you saw? Uh, they're definitely out of the hotel. Uh, give me a minute. Uh, episode nine. That's where I'm at. Oh, shorty. Uh, well, mm, I don't want to say too much. No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably as if, you, if you're okay, one right. behind. I'm definitely caught up. Three well, uh, um. What's the eye patch girl? I forget the name. Sorry, the eye patch girl. She pretty much sacrificed herself. Okay, we're. Co- I think we're both at the same episode. Yeah, dude. Okay, Jack. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but I am. They have a whole berserk moment where the whole team just gets. I'm on like episode five, I think. You haven't even like. It's like you just you literally won the fight against what you thought was the big bet. Rich, we're in a diner. We're just enjoying our life. And then you know what you know what you know what fight superpowers, Jack? Guns. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> Full on. Hey. <laughs> it was like a straight mob moment. Like we're just gonna whack all these it's guys. It's like, you know what can kill devils? Bullets. 
<laughs> it wow. was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, and yes, they can. Um, this is like that that chainsaw man dude that's not chainsaw man, but he's like, he got like blades, blades instead, and he, oh, yeah, this joint is sick. This joint is sick. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I don't. I guess I'm an episode behind. Then I'm where you are. Um, what else? Oh, and I uh, last bit, I watched that John Stewart Green uh, Green Lantern animated movie. Oh, finally. It's okay. pretty good, oh, man. Right. The, the parallax good. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it's it's, it's not bad it's, for one off. It's dark. It goes yeah. there. It's for us. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's nice to see John Stewart because you know he's such a like a a strong soldier type, but they kind of show you like but he, what war did to him. He has uh, he's the trope that Chris hates most. Yeah. Well, hey, he he. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just really is. Has his powers, but doesn't want them. And it's like, are you stupid? Oh. It just It's a dope ring. Why are you trying to give it away? Yeah. Hey, you got to do us a favor, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Being the only person with the PS5 in the group, yeah. Um, there is a demo game called Forspoken. Oh! And it, and it, just, dro- it just dropped, I think, a day ago. Two days ago, most. So it'd be a week ago for anyone listening or watching this. Yeah. Um, and it's been on my list of games to get involved in. But as I went to go download the demo, because it just dropped, I, I unfortunately realized it's a PS5 exclusive. So mm. I want to live vicariously through that. So can you download the free demo this week and tell us about it next week, please? I most definitely will. <laughs> So I'm looking for a new game to get into, even though I got games I haven't finished yet. It's a problem. But I'll definitely uh, take a look at that, man. But yo, Rich! Oh, what's that? It's actually sounds... I'm reading it right now. Uh, it's my. It's like anime, pretty much. Like a young New Yorker transported to a beautiful and cruel world of a theater. And it's open world, so you know, that's at my alley. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I did see uh, the gun... What's it called? Gun... Gun... The game you oh Gungrave Gungrave yeah I see why you tried it and then almost <laughs> made the same mistake and decided to take your advice and not try it yeah 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 for those of you who didn't listen last uh, our last episode Rich gracefully tried a game and suffered through a game so we don't have to and it's called Gungrave uh, it may look good the premise is dope. Great anime. Was it manga or just it was it both? It was, a, it was a manga. It was both. Yeah. Great content, but the game is trash can water. So don't don't do it. Don't do it. But Rich, what's up? I got a question for you, man. What's that? <laughs> what would you get after combining a transformer with Wonder Woman? We'll be on dangerous grounds right now. What do you get when you combine a Transformer with Wonder Woman? Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty clever. I was going the other direction. Prime Amazon? Trans Woman. Normally, you take the first of the 
chunk of the first thing and the second chunk of the second thing, and you put those together. So you get that where your head went, Rich. <laughs> I was going somewhere with them. I'm like, man, they about to cancel us. Uh, and so we don't get canceled. Let's go down the street. We can write the stop sign and left at the corner. That brings us to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. On the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case, something out of our comic book shelf when we showcase it to the world it can be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental what do you guys got i go first i go first um this is just a part of my collection something fun uh i have my box dvd set you kids kids dvds are, are a disc you put in a dvd player dvd player plays movies for those children who don't know these are like vhs's to them now that's crazy um, boomer i know Lois and Clark, season one and season two boxed set. I don't have season three because I didn't really care for season three so much. Oh. But season one and two is freaking dope. If you're looking for Superman content that focuses on just Clark being like a regular guy, this this is the content. And the romance. If you're into like romance too. It's a romantic it's a, comedy. It's a romantic comedy. And arguably Terry Hatcher is arguably the best Lois Lane. Arguably. But she's 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 like top three, man. Phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's great. And Dean Kane is great too. And the, and the actor that plays Lex Luthor is great in this. I mean, yeah, I definitely don't watch that anyway. You say you say you will, Rich? I definitely won't watch that. Wait, 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 wait. There, there is some phenomenal stuff. No, like, it's you've seen Lois and Clark. Who me? You've never seen an episode of Lois and Clark? No. Yo. Not one. Whoa, the, man, the only sitcom actually... thing that I watched was uh was uh, uh, Smallville, and I got I think I have a box set of that. Lois somewhere. and Clark blows Smallville out of the water. You do because I borrowed your Smallville box sets, but Lois and Clark is great. Yeah, it's not it's not cheesy. It's not it's not romantic cheesy. It's 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 pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I mean, they're in the the Eminem episode. Eminem. You know what I'm talking about, Lawrence? Because because like Clark, he. Yeah. First of all, Dean Cain's in amazing shape. He might be like the first actor to play Superman that kind of showed up looking like a straight-up athlete. Chris Reeve got big for the role, but Dean Cain is like football player. So like Lois comes over to his place, and he's in his house. She's like, he's ripped, and she's walking through his kitchen, and there's like nothing but junk food junk because food he doesn't need to eat good to stay in shape. Right. Like that that amount of detail into the show. And there's one episode where he goes to eat M&Ms, and he like does it like a vacuum cleaner because he can. Like you see, you see a guy... Like he's on the phone with his parents and he just starts walking around his apartment. He starts walking up the wall just because That's he's a great. guy who enjoys his powers. He just uses them. You know fun. what? I lo- I'll tell you what I loved about Lois and Clark is it's the farm boy Superman that we never get. That I want desperately. Not the alien from Krypton. No, the guy who's such still- a good, wholesome person. He goes home to have dinner with his parents in Smallville. Like if he has a problem... He just flies talks to Smallville, to talks to his dad. Yeah. Ah, Rich, it's, on, it's, oh, his, dad is, his dad is still alive in this. They're yes. both alive. Yes. Oh, both okay. parents are alive. His mom makes him the Superman costume. And like I, they I have a whole what, montage of him trying on different suits that don't work until like they find the one that works. Yeah, and you can it's tell that his good. dad used to be a, a bit of a rebel back in the day, but he's calmed down. Oh, yeah. Ah, man. Uh, Lois and Clark is great, and I love the story about how his mom, the 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 actor who plays his mom, was even cast. They there was a I was forget what I was watching, but it was an interview, and I think it was casting was talking about, or the director was talking about how all these wonderful actresses were coming in there and just killing the auditions, 
and then she rolled up in like sweatpants yeah, and they were like before she said two words they were like she's because everybody everybody showed up like some grandma wearing like this little sundress and thing and she showed up like no i'm, I'm like i'm only like 58 i'm in my sneakers and my sweatpants and rich this show is good man there's an episode where lex luther makes a clone of superman mm-hmm. but the clone is only like 10 years old so like his mind is of a child. And by the end of it, like you see Superman with this clone of himself that he has to like oh, fly yeah. into the sun because he's dying. And like, it's, ah, it hits, Yo, man. And, and there's this episode where literally you have Bo Jackson playing basketball. <laughs> with and, and by the end of the sequence, Bo's like, well, Bo don't know that one. Because Clark... He's not really wearing his glasses, so Bo doesn't know who this guy is. And Clark, like, he will use his powers. Yeah. In, a, in this pickup game. <laughs> like, he's like a regular guy. And there's an episode where Clark, like, they all got sprayed with some dust or something, and they all started acting like children again. Mm-hmm. And his parents came to the Daily Planet, like, what's going on? And they see Clark heat vision the heel off of Lois's shoe, so she falls down, and he starts that's rolling. The one, that's the episode where that's the episode where he ate all the M and M's. Yes, ate, Rich, he ate Lois's M and M's. It's great content, Rich. No, it's good content, Rich. Are we, are we are we winning? Are, are we selling it? Uh, I don't know. I got. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we didn't We're sell it to Lois him. We sold it to the twenty five listeners we have. Yes, man. Okay. Well, that's my show and tell item. What do you guys? Got? Great item. Great item, Lawrence. I'm glad one person here appreciates it. I'll go next because I know Jack has something spectacular and I don't want to be overshadowed. (laughs) Okay. As I was doing my Christmas shopping, um, mainly for the kids, in fact, all for the kids. Um, First of all, I don't get you nothing. All right. Yes, you do. You have gotten me stuff. What? Don't, don't, no, no, we ain't talking about that. Anyway. I I was walking around and, you know, because I'm like, I'm buying all this stuff for these kids. I want something for myself. So I was walking past the, the Target, naturally, and I saw something that I just kept passing by, and it's uh, Goku, Son Goku Superhero. It's um, oh, is that a, one, man. yeah, is that a figure warts? Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the band that it says Bandai on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, it said Bandai um to Takashi Nation. Yeah, yeah, Nation. Yeah, yeah. Those are freaking dope. Yeah, yeah. I just I kept passing them. like I'll see him every time I go over there looking for my gargoyle uh, guy. But um, how I much saw was him, that? Like, I'll pick him up. It was like thirty bucks, dude. That's gonna go They're up in not. price. They yeah. all go up in price. So I don't know if I'm gonna open it up now. Like I want to because you got the different faces and I have ideas that I want to use for the faces. But you know, if you if you love it, get two. Like I have Power Rangers of that same line. I can't mm. get the pink one because I don't want to drop like seven hundred bucks. Wow, that's. Yeah. Cause they don't, they don't, they don't just mass produce these. Once they're like, once they're done, they're kind of done with that one. They might come up with another Goku down the line, but they're not just gonna keep making Gokus. Mm. So I don't know. Didn't know this. Now I know. Okay. I mean, I I bought three Red Rangers, kept one, held two, and sold them and made money off of them. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. If you love it, might want to get two. If if you love it. Yeah. And they're they're pretty well. They're pretty well put together, right? They're not like uh, my Deadpool. No, no. <laughs> I love the Deadpool, but man, I was very disappointed. They're well put together, but they're not. They're not like they're not children's toys. So like, okay, not that you're gonna play with them, but they're not as durable 
as like a McFarland. I don't need to be durable. I just need him to stand stand the test yeah. a little bit, just to stand up. His arm's not gonna fall off. Yeah, because that's that's one thing I see. Even with the even with the Deadpool, the the reviews on it, people were just like, "Oh, well, you know, I gave it to my five year old and it just fell apart in his hand." I'm like, I don't think these toys are made to be. I don't even think they're really like toys. Toys. They're like you know. Like, well, some of them, some of them. I don't know if it's the Deadpool, but some of them on Amazon, they're like they they're they're made by people who don't have the license. So right. although they might get the sculpt right, the parts aren't great. But mm. uh, Figure Arts isn't like that. Figure Arts. It's made well, and yeah. they have the license as well. Um, yeah. So that, that's going to hold up. Yeah, right. I still got to get those the, the the joint pack for the for the Deadpool, so I can put his arm back on. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Why? What are you for? Oh, his, his arm fell off within three seconds. Yeah, I mean, I like, just it's like a dope figure. Jewel. Like I really like it, but just the fact that the arm fell off, I was very dis. I was very heartbroken, man. I was like, God damn. Yo, and for those of you who want to hear a grown man sound heartbroken, it's all in the <laughs> unboxing, and it's on YouTube. You like in real time watch Rich go. Oh, this is. Oh, uh-huh. what? <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> It looks so good in the box. And then he had to stand him up with no arm, but that kind of works for Deadpool. But yo, he's just like not having posed. <laughs> that kind of works. I have him posed, but it's like him holding his arm. Like that's what he does now. It that's works for Deadpool, man. With a thumbs up. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, nice. I mean, it kind of works. But yeah, I was still kind of disappointed. But anyway, it was a dope toy. And again, thank you again, Jack, for that. I appreciate it. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to commit to the? I don't know if don't there's know. more Dragon Ball Z. Oh, there's definitely yeah. more. There are, yeah. Right now. I mean, with the within with the figure arts, there are. Right. I almost bought one the day I bought the uh, frog in the jar. I was debating between that and one of the uh, one of the Dragon Ball guys. Mm. That's an. Ex- are you going down the rabbit hole, Rich? Or are you gonna stick with Goku? If I if I finish if I finish because I don't know how many gargoyles come out. I'll finish. Let me finish with those first. And you got then... two left, huh? You got the the dude and then and the and the uh, boy. There is. Who's the boy? You know, like the bat, the the, the, the bat, oh, the like the bat one. Was, was yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's him, and then there's um, there's another one with the beak, and then the fatter one. The beak, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn is he Brooklyn? I know it's Brooklyn and um, Hudson. I think Hudson is the um, is the is the bat one that you're talking about. I believe. Okay. And then I believe there's a Lincoln. That's the yeah. big dude, right? Um, not sure. Yeah, I think I think the big one is Lincoln, the 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 the, the, the older guy. No, right? I mean, I don't even know. I noticed I noticed four more. And then I'm hearing that they might be releasing um the cop. What's her name? Oh yeah, they got to. Yeah, they, man, let me and these are NECA. These, these are, are NECA. NECA. Yeah. They're not even they're not even cheap. You dropping right. like <laughs> dropping like good thirty something bucks for them. At least. But yeah. they're dope. They're dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's either you get Goliath and that's it. Or you get them all. You get like you can't have like three and not have them all. You can no. just have Goliath though. But if you gonna get more than Goliath, kind of have to complete the line. Yeah, and if you start with something other than Goliath, then you got to chase. Oh, it's a good thing you didn't do that because I uh, Goliath. I wonder if he's not found in stores, he's probably gone up now. It's yeah, probably, like probably bucks maybe. That's the reason I haven't started. I can't yeah, find you, Goliath. What, depends on where you get them. Like in Target, they kind of they're kind of hard to find, but like. When I go to like the local uh, uh, comic book shop in Middletown, like I'll see like the um they have Goliath the, still? The clone. The, I think they still have some Goliaths, but like the clones, when he comes out, they'll have like a whole gang of them. The clone, I see oh. the clone all over the place. The clone. Yeah. Mm. If you if you got if you sick with it, you can. Uh, 
Nah, you can still find. I'm looking on eBay right now. You can still find um, a Goliath within the thirty dollar price range. You better hurry up though. <laughs> yeah, well, I got my um, nice man. All right, Jack, show us your million trillion dollar no, no, whatever no, 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 it is. I ain't got nothing like that. This this is fun. I got two things I'm showing you. This is Star Wars Vision. Yo, comic. This, yo, this okay. is the this is the Peach Momoko cover and. Wow. Uh, of the covers, this is, in my opinion, definitively the one to have because she's doing what she does best. She's drawn a samurai. She's drawing the samurai from the first Vision episode, and yeah. it is far superior one out of them all. Yeah. Yes, I think so. And it's of the same kind of color spectrum. It's muted colors with just a the pop of red when he reveals his lightsaber. Um, yeah, this cover, I could not, I pre-ordered it cause I knew I was never going to find it in the stores. Um, and pre-ordering is often a way of getting an exclusive thing way cheaper than trying to get it after the fact. So hmm. tr try to get it now. Ugh, don't try to get it now. So I was smart on that one and just pre-ordered it. And, uh, I'm so glad I did because it's just kind of the coolest cover to me. So, and I have a question for you, mm -mm. gentlemen. What's that? Can you tell me where Blade made his debut? Oh. In the movies. Spider-Man? I will tell you. <laughs> the movies. <laughs> uh, Blade, no. Blade made his debut in the Tomb of Dracula comic number 10. That. Shut the front door, sir. And I and I cannot and I cannot find that comic to save my life. So what I did instead is I got a replica. And this, my friends, is Blade in all his mm -hmm. original glory. Oh, is he monstrous or is that just the artwork? He it's the it's just the artwork and the angle I'm I'm showing you to avoid the the glare. Mm. But he's not He's Blade, you know, he's, but he's got, uh, you know, s daggers, you know, sp spike dag, what do they call Spears? Stakes. Stakes. Thank you. Wow. Stakes. He's got a vest of stakes, some weapons on his pants and stuff. He's more kind of like military-ish. Yeah. Street, street warrior military. army guy. Yeah. yeah. Like a, and, like a uh, Vietnam dad. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you wouldn't expect him to pop pop off. He's not in his black. He doesn't got the sword, but he's Blade, and that is Blade's origin. Okay, that's pretty dope. I can't wait for this movie to come out if it comes out, whenever it comes out. Um, I hope they don't drop the ball on it. Whew. Well, it yeah, I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't either. And do we know whether it's a a uh, reboot, prequel, or sequel? Oh, it's a completely reboot. This is yeah. this is MCU Blade. Well, maybe we'll get. Dracula in it. If, Maybe. If I want to know what where we're going. If they're going if we're going supernatural and more um kind of right. like I don't know. We have no idea what these phases are supposed to go to and how Blade fits in any of it. Well, it seems to me like it's definitely got to be more in the world of the uh the man thing series. The heck yeah, was it if, called? If a oh, uh, werewolf by night. By, but if Kang is going to eventually be our Thanos, then we're we're going cosmic still. So how mm. 
how werewolf vampire are we going and for how long if we got to still end with Kang the Conqueror versus the Fantastic Four, which is like the like phase six. Oh, Fantastic Four is awesome. That's as cosmic as it gets. Right. So where does yeah. Blade fit? As no, where does Blade fit? <laughs> That's Blade, what I'm saying. Blade fits in the werewolf by night category, which the question Blade. is, how? where does that fit? Because Blade's going to be a movie, not a series. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> they may not know. I think they just got their director on board. Yeah, we we, we said in the news last week, the dude from um Lovecraft. So they're probably figuring out their story, but I don't know. I just want to see Mahershala Ali just cut off some vampires. Like, how simple yeah. could, like, it don't gotta be a work of art. Just give me violence. Yeah, and, and ice skate uphill. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but that is great items, guys. Rich! Yo. Let's talk some anime. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. Yo, let's talk about it. Listen. We're going to talk about Terraformars, okay? Terraformars, all right? In an attempt to colonize Mars, 21st century scientists are tasked in terraforming the planet. The goal is to spread modified algae, to absorb sunlight and purify the atmosphere, and cockroaches, the corpses of which spread the algae across the atmosphere when they feed. The problem is, 500 years go by, and now these cockroaches have mutated to humanoid um, form, but they don't know this yet. So they send a team down, a team of six, or oh, not down, they send a team up and over to uh, see the progress of terraforming of Mars. And when they get there, they are slaughtered by these mutated cockroach humanoid beings. So they're giant cockroaches. They're giant, huge, muscle-bound cockroaches. Yes. And they rip them apart. Yes. Um, so after that, Two year, two three years later, they bring another team. Now these te- these teams are now genetically modified for uh, through specific animals, um, and spliced into their DNA. So they're super powered up, kind of, so they can deal with the modified cockroaches. Um, they ended up getting their butts kicked a little bit too. Uh, there's only two seasons of this, uh, and you come to find out at at the end of like season two that there's like kind of like a society within the cockroach um, now world because that's what so it is. That's think. what Mars is. They can be. They think, yeah. They think. They plan. They have hierarchies. Hmm. Um, there's a whole manga to this, which I haven't read, which it goes way deeper into it, obviously. But if the anime, two seasons, I enjoyed it. You get your, you know, you get your blood gore, and you know, you get, you get, you get action. You get mutated action. You know, they, they, when people, when they, when they charge up, they kind of form into like the little bit, like a, of the whatever animal that they were spliced Uh with, and yeah, it's dope stuff. How rich is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's your classic violence, your classic mutations. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a, a cool, a cool six. Okay, okay, cool okay, six. Okay, Man, be... you... go ahead, Jeff. No, sorry. You no, go, no ahead. go ahead. I was say that would be terrifying to see uh insect of that proportion. I, I saw an ant on my ceiling the other day. Mm-hmm. It's a random little sugar ant on my ceiling, and uh, and I blew at it, and it lost its grip, and it fell. And I thought about it after the fact. I was like, in proportionate, in proportion to the distance the sugar ant fell, about eight foot, four inches or so, that would have been like me jumping off of the tallest building, right? And then landing. And the little sugar ant just kind of like looked up at me like, hey, jerk, it took me all day to get up there. And then it just went on its merry little way like it was totally fine. And... I scooped it up and took it outside, but I, I th- was thinking 
We're the fragile ones, Jack. Yo, humans are like so. We're glass, man. We're made out of glass. Can you imagine? That's what it is. Cockroach, dude. That's what it is in this series, and they're, and they're not like um, they're not like the, like the typical cockroach with the pincers in their mouths and whatnot. They kind of have humanoid faces and like human, like they're like jacked. That's bizarre looking, right? But they're but they have exoskeleton still. And they're still jagging, like they're just ripping us apart because we're flesh bags. Like we well, are, you know, it, it goes back to Superman was originally had basically the equivalent powers of a, an insect. You know, strong, can jump really high, can run fast, and he's yeah, durable. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, ah, uh, Rich, I tell you, man, I I love this segment so much because it, it exposes. Because we, we're into comic books all the time. We watch movies and stuff. But, but anime, there's such a wide variety. They tell stories that you wouldn't even think of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they went to terraform Mars. They use roaches. You mutate to become these thinking humanoid. They're like, like, like stories that we would like. We scratch the surface and we tell the same stories over and over again here in this country. And anime is like the far reaches of your imagination. Is they going to make a show out of it? It's oh, actually yeah. really freaking great. And I hope anyone listening to us who hasn't jumped in anime yet, that just hearing Rich talk about this every week is just showing you like, yo, there is an anime for everyone. And there's just stuff you haven't even seen yet. Things you wouldn't even imagine <laughs> exist. Chainsaw Man. What does he do? Chainsaw pops out the front of his face and he kills <laughs> death. Like, it's, this is bananas. But it's so and then you got Katori Lives Alone. Yeah. That's just about life yeah. and, and love and it's a kid ah oh, well done rich i really enjoy this segment um i think it's time for some news it's time for the news all right man, let's just get all this dc news out the way first okay first up and this kind of might a lot of stuff verges on rumor too like there's only some been so many actual statements but let's start with the black adam where allegedly it lost money like it didn't do well and the rock came out with a statement saying actually we did make money i see the books right here um this is our first installment even the first iron man in those movies didn't make a billion dollars in his first outing like this is our first outing we're taking baby steps but there's also conflicting reports saying like nah dude <laughs> y'all lost money on this so it's weird to just have, it's weird as an audience, as a fan, being so caught up in the numbers of it all. But with these movies, numbers matter because mm-hmm. you may not get a part two without the numbers because everybody wants a billion dollar franchise. Which is yeah. why we didn't get a sequel to Golden Compass like you were talking about last week. Oh, and I totally <laughs> forgot. That's what I started watching. today. Yeah, I started watching that today or yesterday. The um The Golden Compass series. The season oh, was yeah, we are three right very, now. Series is very different. My sister just texted me about that. She goes, "If you're looking for a series, check out Dark Matter." His material? dark material, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, to, sorry to take that over, but yeah, there we go. No, 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 no. It's all good. All uh, right. The Flash is had their date is moving up. It went from June 23rd to June 16th, right by my birthday. So wow, they moved it up today. <laughs> Hey, man, as long as there's some sort of momentum with it, um, that's good. And then we're going to get into the news slash rumorville. Um, So Patty Jenkins has, well, first before that, Gagadot, I can't ever remember how to pronounce her last name, Gal, went on Instagram to basically say she's very excited for what's coming with Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Two days later, we heard that Wonder Woman 3 is canceled. 
Um, Patty Jenkins, we heard that her script or her idea for Wonder Woman 3 has been um, rejected, not by James Gunn and his partner. It was already kind of like rejected by the the, 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 the the heads of the studio, not just DC, but also James Gunn and his partner kind of agreed with, I guess, the story or with where I guess they want to go. So Patty Jenkins, they said, you can come back and pitch us a different idea. I guess they told her where we want to go with this. She said, no, I'm done. So she refused to revise her Wonder Woman 3 and she's walked off. Now, although Wonder Woman, is, Wonder Woman 3 was canceled, it does not mean they don't have plans for Wonder Woman or plans for Gal in their movies. I think it just means that where they want to go, that idea doesn't fit or they didn't like it. Um, it's very interesting hmm. to hear a director walk off in the third installment. Um, yeah, but- and it's, it's also interesting how they're letting, even though we're in the new regime of Warner Brothers, they're letting the old regime take the credit for this one. Seems a little convenient. I'm not well, saying anything. I know nothing. And as you said, it's a little bit of rumor view, but you know. No, I, I don't think it was the old. I think the head of Warner Brothers didn't like it. Right. And then I guess James Gunn, who's now the head of DC at Warner Brothers, was also like, we don't disagree. But at right. the end of the day, the heads of Warner Brothers trump the heads of DC. So well, how, did the, how did that second Wonder Woman movie do? I don't know, but it's a weird one because that was when we were went straight to streaming. So I I don't even know if you can really look at those numbers because that didn't oh. even should go into the theaters. Oh, you're looking at the numbers, okay? Yeah, I'm a, I don't know how. I'm gonna let did. you know as a viewer, it did not do good. That's fair, but it was beauty. There's a lot of combo movies that don't do good in their second installment. I still get a third. Nice. Iron Man Two wasn't good. True, but, <laughs> still but Iron true. Man Two was better than the third one. Yeah. <laughs> well, still got it. Yeah. Still. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know that um, James Gunn, hey, you know, there's, there's a lot of, ru- we're into rumors now, rumors of how pretty much they're dismantling everything that's got to do with the Snyderverse. People right. are saying they're worried that Henry Cavill might not even be back as Superman. Well, there's no uh, contract. Yeah. The Rock wanted Cavill to make this cameo and fought tooth and nail for it. Regardless if the studio had a vision for Superman or not, he wanted it. And he got it. And... I think James Gunn has gone on record. I think he's said that what we are planning does include Superman, but they don't know what that is. They don't know if that means movies. They don't know if that means a shared thing. They they, they just kind of got the job two weeks ago and they're figuring out what they're trying to Kevin Foggy this world. What's the 10 years look like? But and what is the world without Superman? That's what they, that they, and they're figuring out the world with him. But that doesn't mean you give, you don't give an actor a contract until you're ready to shoot this movie. Yeah. So if you don't even know what the movie is, I'm not going to sign you up to pay you for the next six years until we shoot. That's just bad business. So there's <laughs> not going to be a contract until there's a movie, but they do want they do want a Superman. Now, I was on TikTok, and this guy broke it down. He basically said this is the problem with The Rock. People look at The Rock like he's the next Schwarzenegger, and they're like, he's not. He's more like the next Stallone meaning that Schwarzenegger never needed to be in control of the projects he was in. He always linked himself up with an amazing director and let the director do the heavy lifting, and I'll bring my star power. Stallone is the guy that kind of wants to control the project, wants to produce, wants to write it. So that's why Stallone's projects, although have his heartbeat, are not as successful as Schwarzenegger, because Schwarzenegger's like, I'm just going to work with James Cameron all the time and make hits. The Rock, with his production company, more or less wants to be hands-on. So with Black Adam, it was his baby. And he made a decision that I think hurt 
the franchise, in my opinion. And this is all just rumor and theory, but by going out of his way to separate himself from Shazam, that's a that's a, that's a personal move. That's what you want this movie to be, even though this movie doesn't want it to be that. And you got Superman at the end, which was dope. But this guy broke down what should have happened, and it was amazing. First of all, why would you link yourself to a character, although who's popular, has no franchise? When there's a character that's having a part two coming out next year with a successful franchise that you can jump piggyback on. You can piggyback on the fact that Shazam makes money and Shazam can piggyback on The Rock's credibility and everybody wins. He was like, at the end of Shazam, it should have been him on the throne. The wizard shows up, not Amanda Waller. And the wizard says, this will be your prison now. Black Adam goes, there's no one here who can stop me. Wizard disappears and a teenager walks through the smoke. Mm. Who are you? Shazam. Shazam's in front of him. Black Adam looks at him with fear because he knows his power set. And also, Black Adam sees a kid, much like his son, ruling the power, much like his son. So how do I fight a guy that reminds me of my son? It's just the idea of the complexity around it. And it could have took two characters who don't have much investment in and do the Marvel thing where, yes, you take freaking the Guardians and you take freaking Ant-Man and you turn them into household names. That's what you do with these characters. Keep Superman out of it. Bring him in later. I would have been, been dope. That would have worked, yeah. Black, Black Adam is Shazam's Lex Luthor. Dude. Black Adam is Shazam's Joker. Black Adam is Shazam's villain. He's the guy. Oh. And then we would have all went to see Shazam too, wondering, yeah, was Black Adam going to show up? He got to mm-hmm. show up, right? Mm-hmm. Whether he does or doesn't, doesn't matter. It's interesting because who is Amanda Waller to Black Adam? Nothing. Nothing. But the wizard to Black Adam. Dude, I chose wrong. You stole the power. So now I got a champion. Who, who, if Black Adam says, who here is, who here can stop me? Who put him in the prison the first time around? The wizard. wizard. So that's, that actually is, would have been a little. Now, now, I take all that back because we did see Henry Cavill and he was in a six suit. <laughs> no, wait, and I would now, say that for now, nothing. I, I'll so, add this caveat. I don't know. I think you're wrong. I would rather see Henry Cavill have a cameo in Shazam as a mentor to this boy. Well, mm, they, they kind of have yeah. a, a pseudo lunch scene where. Yeah, right. But actually have the actor in it this time. Well, I mean, right. Shazam's. Yeah sitting on the edge of a building yeah, unsure of what for, to do except for now you can't even they don't even say superman right it's weird it's, but i also this is back in the rumorville everything going on in dc is snyderverse we're all in the snyderverse he cast most of these characters aquaman wonder woman all these characters not shazam but shazam is still built off the snyderverse because he mentions the justice league he's still in their world Still Snyderverse. The only thing that's not in the Snyderverse is the Batman and Walking Phoenix's Joker. Everything else is still tentpole. And if they're trying to get rid of that and start from scratch, we might be seeing the end of all these movies. They all might be kind of wrapping up. And since hmm. Black Adam didn't make a billion, there's no incentive to keep that going if they don't want to necessarily. Unless they, you know, depending on their relationship with The Rock. So we might well, be seeing a whole start from scratch. And if The Rock keeps saying how much he had to fight the company just to get someone in it, that doesn't make the company look yeah. very good. But that, yeah. I, but I think he specifically brought up the old regime. You know, they're strategic with you yeah, know. how they outs people. Who knows? But I do know that whatever's coming, it's going to be a while till we see it. They're, they're kind of building it from scratch. And we may not see anything for five years. Um, 
you know? Yeah, right. well, because they're, they're not doing it like Marvel did where, ooh, Iron Man worked. What if we do this? They kind of mm-hmm. have to come in with a plan now. Mm-hmm. You guys came in with no plan and we saw what happened. So now we need a plan with all these characters. These are heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And if you are you going to have another Batman? I heard they can't. And all the rumors, they also canceled. Like they were going to have a Michael Keaton Batman Beyond that, that got canceled. Oh, wow. Which it should. Because yeah. it's. It's dope, but it's random. Like, where does it fit? <laughs> like, where does it but, but Unless to fit? it doesn't need to fit. And, and do what you're talking about. Stop trying to universe build and right. let some standalone then, things be But then we're going to have a, a Batman in the shared universe, a Pattinson Batman and the Batman, and then a Bat... That's a lot of different Batmans running around. Hey, I'll say this. If you go to the comic book store and you look on the shelf, there's this Nothing Batman, yet. that Batman, this Batman, that Batman. Yeah, yeah. You got some damn yeah. options. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I would say this. This is just me talking. It's prime time because Marvel's kind of like this phase wasn't great. So DC was ever going to come in and like (laughs) now really take it away. Yeah, now's definitely now's the time. Definitely now's the time. Um, Gil Cannon will direct the next Ghostbusters movie. It looks like um, Jason Reitman and his uh, co-writer revealed that. So Jason Reitman is not back, um, which is. Which is cool. It's a little sad because, you know, Jason Reitman is the son of Ivan Reitman who directed the original. So it kept the lifeblood. But his co-writer is directing. So it should still be there. I'm excited to see whatever that's going to be. That hit me right in the freaking feels. Um, Kevin Conroy will be voicing Batman in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. So that will I, well, that will be his final, I guess, performance as Batman in that new game coming out. So Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to get it. I was going to get it anyway, but come it on. It looked pretty good. Eh? Yeah, regardless, it looked. Uh, um, it looks like Rich, it just Elba, Elba joined Cyberpunk 2077 in the DLC Phantom Liberty? That's right. Oh, Dude, yeah. I keep. So I have to get this game for sure now. Like, I, like, what am I doing over here? What are you like? What are you doing with your life? I don't know. They got glitches and this and that. and uh, I got to get the game. So Maybe you let Rich story. sample that one. And then find out. I mean, I'm definitely going to sample it. When it comes out, I'm going to get it. I mean, at this point, if you don't got Cyberpunk, what are we doing here? Yeah. Jack, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Let's jump in. I'm still trying to commit to Elden Ring. (laughs) 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 That's true. Um, And last bit of news Jackie Chan confirms that a rush hour four is in the works. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Why the heck not, Rich? I mean, yeah. yo, for those on IG, check out um, was it DC Young Fly and what's the dude's name? Uh, Tim De La Ghetto, but he doesn't go by that name anymore. But anyway, check them out, and they do kind of like a parody of Rush Hour Four, and they're like the oh. sons of Chris oh. Tucker. And, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, y'all should check that out. That would work. Yeah, it's great. It's like they're in trouble and they get called, and they're like, you know, they have to come together. And like get their son, the, get the, it's like a little, it's like a little small thing. It's not, not like a whole like you know movie or anything. So, so is that freaking Bel Air was a small thing and it turned into a whole mm-hmm. freaking series. That's, That's a, I mean, because we can't expect Jackie Chan to Jackie Chan the way he Jackie Chan. Like, uh, you can't. How much Jackie Chan can a Jackie Chan Chan if a Jackie Chan could Chan Chan? I don't want to see him jump from a skyscraper anymore. I don't want like he's paid his dues, bro. He, don't, he was doing that without insurance at one point. Like he don't, he don't got nothing to prove anymore. You're one of these young dudes to do it. It's fine, man. It's fine. You don't have to do it no more. 
Um, but he still got some dope moves. I'm excited, man. But that's it for the news. Rich, the news. stop yeah. smiling. Okay. Jack, get your game face on. It's time for a debate. Merry Ooh. Christmas. <laughs> Let's get ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the debate this week is, it doesn't matter the genre, guys. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to know, what are your top three Christmas movies? If you had to recommend Christmas movies to someone, what Christmas movies would you recommend? Because tis the freaking season to be jolly. Fa-la-la-la-la. La-la-la-la. Yeah. You might hear my yeah, son in the background getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys got, man? What are we doing here? Um, you know, let's turn this into a battle. We'll each give one. We'll each. Yeah, this is us a fight. Right? This is the debate. Okay. <laughs> we'll each say one, and then we'll say all say another one, like all like all together to see like round one, boom, round two, boom, round three. All right. All well, right. for me, I'm gonna go Christmas story because. Who doesn't love Christmas Story? Right, Christmas get your story eye is, out. That's mine too. Christmas, yeah. it's a classic. It's yeah. not mine. I say Die Hard. Die it's, Hard definitively is not a. Christmas I just watched Christmas it for the first movie. time this weekend. That is not a Christmas movie. I don't care how much time Mark, you play. Mark, you enjoy to the Mark, world. Listen, let me say this: there are two kinds of people in this world. Yeah. People who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and damn idiots. <laughs> well, you, you listen, listen. I ain't seen no Santa Claus. I ain't seen no ho ho ho. There was ho 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 ho. I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. I ain't seen no uh, gifts. I ain't seen no one learn the meaning of Christmas. I saw an unfortunate terrorist event happen no. on Christmas Mark. Eve. <laughs> it is not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Tower. Exactly. He, he can at least fell into a Christmas tree. Like, we can at least make this a thing. Yo, he even fall into a Christmas. Die Hard, tree. definitively a Christmas movie, and hands down one of the better ones. Okay, Rich, you cosign? I cosign on that. That was actually going to be my second movie. pick. Die Hard is not a Christmas second movie. pick. That's right? going to be my second pick. Yeah, fine. All right, round two. I had to go Christmas Story too. I, I mean, I can't even the Christmas Story. Oh. Come on. Well, well since I won that man. round, you did not win that, that round. round. I'll go next. I'll, I'll go first for round two. Home Alone. Jack, you stole my. Yeah. Jack, why you get to go? Because I won that round. You didn't win that round. <laughs> Christmas Story is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard. Yeah, that's debatable. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm also gonna have to go. Oh, well, I already said Die Hard. That that'll be mine. My, my well, second. I'm saying Home Alone. Home Alone is not just an amazing Christmas movie. If you look at it, it's the origin of a supervillain. Because Kevin McAllister is a psycho freaking maniac who has a terrible imagination for a child. Who comes up with these contraptions? Who comes up with these murder traps? <laughs> just <Let> me... easily. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's sick. Yeah, that's why everyone secretly wants everyone who plans for home invasion secretly wants their home invaded so Dude. they can see if their plans for home invasion work or not. Home Alone 2, the stuff that he did to those guys, he murdered them eight different ways from Sunday. And I'm like, what 10 year old just thinks of this? Yeah. <laughs> It's the origin of a supervillain, guys. This is like, to me, this is the Batman in the Brightburn universe. This is his I mean, origin story. Supervillain or just, you know, a good contractor. Like, you know, he's 
going out there making right. home defense home defense devices and whatnot. This little lights are cute them after you paint them in feathers and set them on yeah. fire. Exactly, you know. <laughs> well, you got to get got to get a little more mature. With it. Okay, we can't technically kill them, but this will incapacitate them Dude. without a doubt. Watch, watch the montage of them getting hurt in Home Alone Two. It's like. I don't know who comes up. Because they had to outdo themselves from Home Alone 1, and they actually had a budget to do it that time. My goodness. Um, Home Alone. Oh yeah, I got to say Home Alone. I'm with you, Jack. Home Alone. That's That, that was my second one. Rich, you're saying Die Hard. Let me give uh, let me give a little rundown of a bunch of films that probably aren't going to be mentioned for this third round. Yes. Uh, I hope you don't say one that I have. I probably, I mean, I might, but we'll talk about it. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, great Christmas that. movie. Yeah, the Wonderful Life is a classic. Yeah, um, yeah. Blah, 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 Tokyo blah, blah, blah. Godfather. Rich maybe knows that one. Tokyo Godfather. It's it uh, anime. Familiar. I might have watched it. It's a pretty good little Christmas story. Gremlins okay. is a Christmas story. Gremlins right. is a Christmas movie. It's yes, a it better is. Christmas movie than Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That okay. is debatable. Yes. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a mm. phenomenal Christmas movie. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Probably the best Christmas movie ever made. It might just be, actually. Just... The Nightmare Before Christmas. That is my third pick. Okay, thanks for giving that away. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you got Scrooged. Scrooge! Like- yeah. Yo, I said, Shay watched Scrooge for the first time last uh, Christmas because I said we watching Christmas movies. We watched Scrooge. It is a wonderful mess that doesn't make that much sense. <laughs> it's a wonderful a great, mess. I mean, if you like, it's basically a modern telling of a Christmas Carol. You know, it mm-hmm. is, but it's like this this TV exec who is so to like like how evil he is as a TV exec is yes. like he's beyond evil. Bill well, Murray's that's where, but that's your classic Christmas stories. You see the character transformation by the end of it. Right. And did you know that he like did he? I think he improved well, the last model. I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure Bill he did. Murray. Um, you got National Lampoon's Christmas. That's not that was that's mine, Jack. Now, spoiler alert, man. <laughs> right, but th- these are like those are the these National are the National Lampoon's. I showed that to Shay last Christmas too, and she was like, "This movie has no plot." I said, "I know, but yeah. it's excellent." <laughs> It's like, it's just, like people show up stuff happens it's like uh, so but you good. know what else is excellent is all these 60s christmas cartoons like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is phenomenal mm. you go back and watch that kind of old stop school, motion stuff it's stuff. just great yeah. um trading places is actually a christmas film too yeah and uh the one i mentioned last week rare exports it should be on everyone's list. There's so many phenomenal well, this, Christmas. There's one. There's one you forgot. That's in genre. There's one you forgot. Oh, Batman Returns is a Christmas yes. movie. Honestly, you're right. Batman Returns is also a pretty phenomenal Christmas movie. And also Batman. Shazam. Well, Shazam can't happen around Christmas, right? It's a holiday film, then. Holiday, yeah. Not Christmas specifically. I can't. Y'all want Jingle All the Way? Yes, dude. That should be honorable mention. That's ridiculous. I don't know why. By the end of the movie, is he? He's in a full functioning superhero suit, turbo suit. Yeah, (laughs) works for real. You know, and then of course you got movies like Bad Santa and all those. Bad Santa, Elf. 
It's Elf. a lot of good Christmas movies. You guys Sorry. don't have to watch the cheesy Hallmark ones if you don't want to. There's a, there's alternatives if you're uh-huh. geeks and want to see stuff blow up. Yippee ki yay ho Mother. ho ho. So my third for third <laughs> round, my pick was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And incredible! It should probably should have been your first round. Well, I wanted to end strong. Oh, I, I see. It's it's literally. The whole movie is just one caper after another. One like hijinks ensue. They almost got hit by a car. Then the next thing is flooding down a hill and puts too much oil on it. The next thing is he can't get the lights to turn on. He blinds. It's like it's just one cartoon after another. Yeah, and great. you saw the person who called uh, the fire department in nine one one. Elaine from Seinfeld, right? No, no, no. Someone set up a National Lampoon. So there's that scene where he's hanging off the edge of his house. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Someone set that up on their house for Christmas. Oh, and the oh neighbors, man. The neighbors didn't know the reference. So uh, the guy was hanging off for real. Yeah, because the, the, they had a, like a mechanical guy where his legs were, were swinging back and forth and he was screaming. And That's so the good. neighbors didn't know the movie <laughs> reference. So they literally called... 911 to and they sent the fire department out there and they were like uh y'all this is this is not this a is real a, person these guys set a setup that's good well what's your third round choices i th- i think i'd have to go with maybe Ernest saves christmas it's just those that Ernest series was something i'd grown up watching all of Ernest. them how could you not Ernest scared stupid that oh. halloween joint Yes, I, I'm Chris, that, Yeah, Chris, come on, man. I was a big Ernest fan. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Ernest goes to prison, goes to jail when he yes. had to switch with that other guy. It's either your Pee Wee Herman guy or Ernest guy. Like, which one? Like, who was your even more Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, Pee Wee's great. Ernest had more content. I feel like he had like six movies and a TV series. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> man, Rich, what's your third round pick? <clears throat> oh, I said um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, great nice. ones. So great. Um, I think there's no winners because we're all winners on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Lame. Except for anyone who didn't say Die Hard would be a loser. Man, Mm. I I watch Die Hard and I'm like, if you removed Christmas from Die Hard, it works exactly the same. What? It doesn't change the story at all. And then how come Die Hard 2 is not a Christmas movie? We don't talk about Die Hard 2. That's why Die Hard 2 flopped. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas movie. It happened at Christmas. We don't talk about it because they realize it doesn't matter. Die Hard could have happened on Valentine's Day. It doesn't. It would have happened. Hans Gruber still would have done everything the way it was supposed to happen. You are so confused. Except the holiday, <laughs> the holiday party had to happen. You're so confused. You guys are crazy. But wonderful debate, everybody. Wonderful debate. I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. Die Die Hard. Die Hard. (laughs) Like, this movie, the title is crazy. Like, think about it. Like, think about the title and take it away from the, like, Die Hard. I'm like, I'm sure there's like a lot of porn parodies. <laughs> like, die hard with a vengeance. Live free or die. <laughs> you know, it honestly had never occurred to me. It's a good day to die hard. <laughs> 
in my entire life, and it never occurred to me that it's a boner reference. Thanks, you know, you know Thanks for ruining really? that. I feel wow. like they had a. I feel like they were winking a little bit here. Yeah. I feel like they had to have been winking. Oh man! <laughs> well, let's jump into Die Hard, starring the amazing Bruce Willis. Man, let me just read this synopsis real quick and. We can probably skip the spoiler-free review since this came out in 1988. Uh, A New York City police officer tries to save his estranged wife and several others taken hostage by a terrorist during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles, in Culver City, to be more specific. Um, Guys, uh, I have to say, spoilers, I have to say, I've never seen Die Hard all the way through. I saw pieces, and I specifically remember seeing him step on glass and watching that part to the end as a kid. I've never actually sat, and I and I was watching it, and I realized there's nothing about this movie I would have wanted to watch as a kid. The first 17 minutes is about a guy arguing with his wife. It's like, why as a 10-year-old would this part, would it be interesting at all to watch a guy get off plane have to put on his shoes and his and then, and then like this deal makes, with this. This makes sense to me because this is coming from a guy who doesn't read. So clearly, he didn't have attention span for the actual story no, of the movie. Though. No, at ten years, the only the only reason you saw Die Hard was either your older brother or your parent. You watched it with them. There's nothing about the first seventeen minutes of this movie made you stop playing with your toys and say, "Hey, let me watch this domestic dispute." There's nothing of 17 minutes in when the tech when they come in with their guns is when we look at the screen, and that's 17 hey, minutes. Don't say into we because I was enraptured in this movie from start. Bull, to I call bull. You were not enraptured in watching Bruce yes, Willis. Is. And I'll argue say this going wife. back and seeing the movie for the millionth time, uh, all the seeds were planted so well. The fact yeah. that he's freaked out on the plane and the passenger sitting next to him says, Hey, man. Take your shoes off and make little fists in the I, carpet. Listen, I agree watching this as an adult, but at 10 years old, which we were when this came out, we wouldn't have cared about the first 17 minutes of this movie at all, unless we were sitting there with a, with a parent or older sibling. I think I was closer to six when this movie came out. You saw it in the movie theaters? No. Yeah, so you saw it on TV like the rest of us. So you were like older than that. Anyways, my point is this. That this joint, this joint don't start and, and here's another reason why. I want to say another reason why I didn't see it. And I think it's it's the reason why Bruce Willis changed the whole game. Before Schwarzeneggers and Stallones and all those guys, you had the Clint Eastwoods, those guys. Schwarzenegger came in, changed the whole game. Now we have freaking action figures as heroes. So as a kid for me, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Commando, Rambo, Running Man, Total Recall, Bloodsport, Van Damme, seeing Bruce Willis run around <laughs> in a tank top was not like as a kid. I was I wasn't drawn to that. I was that, that didn't look like action hero to me as a kid. I'm like, like well, he's, put, all, put, he's blown up and bloody yeah, and put on. Yeah, I, I watched Total Recall. I watched Predator. Like like as a kid, that didn't look like what I was. I was I watched Conan. Like as a kid in the '80s, those were the archetypes. Hulk Hogan watched wrestling. Bruce Willis came in and changed the entire game. And you know Matt Damon and Jeremy Renner, all those guys. Oh, this guy a huge amount of gratitude because he made the average Joe. Into the action hero, but as a kid in the '80s, I look on the screen as I'm playing my toys and see this guy wobble around with bloody feet. I'm like, I'm gonna go back Shoot to my toys. The gloss, 
<laughs> yeah. Yo, but that, but you're right. I mean, that was people who changed the that that which was the trend of the time would have been Mel Gibson and the Lethal Weapon movies. Not even Mel Gibson because he was still ripped to shreds. He still was like, Ab City, but not like uh, Mel Gibson. Really? When he was Lethal, running down the freaking street, Lethal he was, Weapon. He was skinny, but he still was like ripped, and he like he was still ripped. Bruce Willis. Nothing against him, but he he was your regular guy. Yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson and wasn't then, your and, regular and guy. A year later, you get Michael Keaton as Batman. You're right. You know, so it's like the the trend the trend had shifted was shifting at that point as far as what I, needed Bruce to be Willis the status quo. The trend, yeah. That, that movie Bruce Willis is so good in this film, and what's so great about this film is. Well, one, it never betrays itself. We watch so many movies that set up things and then betray the things they set up. This is a, a pretty straight story, and the logic is always at the forefront of people making decisions, right? It's not a and whenever when when anything is irrational or it goes against the logic, you got Bruce Willis monologuing about it being insane. So you go, okay, I get it. Well, there's one. There's one part up. that that I could not get around. What? Why did the limo driver stay oh, the oh. whole time? <laughs> That's great. He was No, wait. By one point, he knew there was a terrorist attack happening, and he's in the parking lot still, like, chilling. All the gates were closed. All the gates were All closed. All the gates were closed, yeah. But he's the man. And, he, and they gave him that moment, man. They gave him that moment where he, he forded everybody. Bam! Punches yeah. him. In the 80s, there was a trope to have like a charismatic black sidekick. <laughs> and that was him. All right. Argyle. Yeah. And he was a jerk. Like picking him up from the airport. I'm like, shut up, dude. Yeah, he's asking him all the questions. Oh, he was but, new. He, but but Bruce Willis was sitting in the front seat. Exactly. He was we new. had to. You had two movies. Like, Bruce Willis never sat in the limousine. You got a guy picking up his first customer. Argyle had me yes. rolling. And yes, the fact and that he the other was so thing comfortable. About, yeah, and the other thing about well, I'm sorry, what were you saying? So comfortable? Just when they showed him in the at the end of the movie in his limousine before he drives it into the guy. Yeah. He was just too chilling. He he was acting like there wasn't like he didn't hear bombs going off upstairs. It just that that kind of like well because he had bombs going off on his speaker system yeah, the whole man, time. Was he was on the phone talk. He was macking. So, there. He on, knew man. it was a terrorist attack because he heard it over the radio at that point. I guess he knew he was safe enough. <laughs> they don't make limos like they used to. Yo, <laughs> yo, I loved, but even the first scene where you have Bruce Willis sitting in the passenger seat, front passenger seat of a limousine. Yeah. Just speaks volumes to his character. He's a cop. Of course he's going to sit in the front seat. Absolutely. You know? So like this movie set everything up so well, right from jump. And it was nice to see. And thinking about this time where action heroes were, they were perfect. They were like, you can't hurt them. And to see this guy come into the scene and like, I'm trying to fix my marriage. Like he's not. Usually they, they have the girl or about to get the girl in him. It's like, oh, your wife don't want you. It's, it's a different beginning. And and that is why this movie is a Christmas movie. By the end of it, you have resolution and the hero and his wife come together. They get a happy Christmas ending. Man, I was more happy when him and Carl Winslow hugged. That yeah! Was, that, yeah. Yo, that was, I was like, yeah. that's the guy? Yo, okay. and when Carl Winslow goes in reverse, I mean, that car just keeps going back and back and back. I was like, there's a lot of driveway. There's a lot, <laughs> there's of, a lot of land here. here. Um. <laughs> So basically, yes, uh, freaking um, John shows up at the party and 
you kind of figure out like he, his wife moved to LA for a better job and he was like, I'm a cop. I can't leave. And it kind of like fractured their family. His kids are in LA and this is his time to make up for it. He's not a man of, he's not a very articulate man when it comes to his feelings or his wants. You can just tell it's going to go south, but it doesn't even get to go south because he doesn't even get a chance to put on his shoes, man. He's gripping the carpet with his finger toes and then Finger toes. <laughs> he's like you know gripping it <laughs> he's gripping it he's gripping it and then yo them freaking t- them hans grouper and, and and all his dudes come in loud yeah i'm like man blang, 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 blang. and he could have put on a pair of shoes well he tried to though and that's what i'm saying like the the movie at least set up the plausible deniability where he even has that that line where he's like how do all these terrorists have the smallest feet in the world? Yeah, because that guy was like six six. I would have swore he would have had. I know, but they gave him <laughs> the size shoe. Size twelve. <laughs> at least oh, he had man. small feet. Guy had for all that height. He has Dang, small feet. genetics. That's what you do. You probably can't even run because you just fall <laughs> over. Um, nah, and then and then it's pretty much watching this cop like take all these guys down and. It was very enjoyable. I there are some plausibility. Can we talk about the plausibility? I, I didn't understand why John McClane sent the dude down in the elevator with the sweatshirt on um, the sweatshirt that says Oh ho ho. Because I'm like, you were better when they didn't know your I'll answer yeah. that question. Please do. Well, the reason he sends that shirt down with the Christmas hat and the ho, 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 Merry Christmas, I got a machine gun, is because he just opened his first holiday gift on Christmas Eve and got hey. a machine gun, and ho, ho, ho is, this is a Christmas movie. So why did he do it? Also, he's John Wait, why, so why did he do it? Because he's John, he's John freaking McClane. No, but it would have been better if they didn't know... Yes, he, they didn't even yes, know he existed. Yes, yes, except for then he wouldn't be John McClane. Mm, I'll take it. I feel like if this movie came out today, Jack would call red flags all over that. He's like, "This is the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world." <laughs> Jack, you would have you would have you would have poked holes all. This is the, the, you would have been like, "I hate when characters don't do things that don't make that don't make sense." You would have got all over this part, except it for it made it made sense for his character. No, that's what I'm saying. To it give did. up, to give up where he is and what and, and and the weapon he has. How does that make sense for him as a detective? As he's savvy, he's moving through this place unseen. Now all of a sudden, he's going to alert to everybody that he, he they didn't even know he existed. I'll tell you, yeah. it makes less sense is how many intimate conversations they have in on the public walkie-talkie. I'll I'll tell you what doesn't make sense to me is why is he screaming so loud all the time when he's supposed to be hiding? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean. You know, get a machine gun in your hand. You just yell while you're shooting it. Start getting a little. Yeah, that was the part for me. I'm like, if you never told them you existed, you probably would have taken these guys out without getting so blown. You would at least took out more than you took out before being seen. Yeah, that yeah. that, that kind of like that. That was a big thing for me. He could he could have kept that um that mystery that anonymity or whatever. Why wouldn't you? They have no idea the guy is even dead. You hide his body. Like, Hitman. Rich, you hide his body. You hide his body. But see, here's the thing. No <laughs> one's even going to the body. Then you got to kill everybody. You know? He's got to kill everybody Very now because he told them that he, he's, he exists. And you yeah. know, your wife is down there. What if they freaked out and started killing hostages? Like, it was the dumbest move I could ever think someone would make. It's now upset the bad guys that outnumber you for no reason outside of, is John McClane? I'm sorry. 
That's what happens when you don't, haven't seen a movie and you don't have the nostalgia. Hey, glasses listen, on. It brings all of what it was supposed to bring, and that is action, freaking, you know, the holiday spirit. You got John McClane just complain, doing what everyone does about everything, just complaining about things going on around them. It I was like, that. yeah, come in, have a few drinks, have a good time. You oh, know, you, you know what they didn't. That. I'm Bruce Willis was not the first choice for this film. You know that, right? Bruce he Willis was been. no, he was on what the moonlighting. Moon? He was the, he was the he was the TV. He was he was moonlighting. Rich, if you don't know, is pretty much Lois and Clark. It was a romantic comedy on television. The well, first no action. action, yeah, furthest yeah. thing well, from action. Lois and Clark has does have action. Wasn't he a cop? Were they the cops? Were they moonlighting? Either but way, he, he was the funny guy. He was not. It was about as far from movie. being an action movie as as it yeah. could have been. What they they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger, appropriately so. And as a kid, I probably would have watched it. But you know whose tone wouldn't have worked in Die Hard? Who's Arnold Schwarzenegger? The, it I don't think a, it would have been a different movie. Would have been a completely different movie. It would have been good. Just they were looking movie. at. Sylvester Stallone for it. Those all would have been bangers. It just would not have been this unique experience. I mean, it would have still been good. Stallone and and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger were not fitting through those vents. Let's be for real. But but what worked about this movie was its subtle comedy and then overt comedy. Right. This is a movie that, for all intents and purposes, was being they were dealing with the conflict. authentically right or as authentically as the movie uh, wanted them to it was a real scenario and then because bruce willis's character is a wisecracking kind of man's man jerk of a guy it's got all this subtle overt comedy in it Mm -hmm. and i don't know that the tone would have translated into something where 30 years later we're still talking about this film if it was i think someone I think we would. I think it should be a different movie with a different tone. It would have just been Schwarzenegger saying, "I'll be." It, it would have been a dope Schwarzenegger movie. It wouldn't have had the humor. It would. It would have just been different. It wouldn't be this. It would be. Yeah, but what works about it is he is the everyman. Schwarzenegger is a specimen among men. You know. Right. So his movies in the eighties worked for the complete opposite reason, and I think Die Hard would have worked for the complete opposite reason of why it worked for Bruce Willis. It would have worked. It would have been it would have been the Schwarzenegger bangers in the 80s. It would have just been now you're trapped in the building with me. You know, it would have been it would have been that. You yeah. know, and Hans Gruber probably would not it probably would they would have cast like freaking uh what's his face? Uh, what's his the dude from um Point Break? Uh, they probably Gary Busey probably would have been Hans Gruber. Oh, wow. Everything would have been more jacked Oh, everything would have been talk like about little, how uh, good Alan Rickman is. I mean, Alan Rickman uh, is just so good in dude, this. There's one moment that showed me his brilliance, and it, it's him and the writing. When um John's wife comes in and says, "It's a pregnant lady. Can we bring it? Uh, we can I bring her to the office? You can sit on a, a couch." He's like, "No, but I can bring a couch to you. Will that be okay?" And it was so genuine. He's like, "I'm not evil. I'm here to steal these things." I would rather you all live through it, but if not, that's cool too. And oh, it was he just knows so- they're all gonna die. The whole plan was get them upstairs, yeah. blow everybody yeah. up. So and it what's was, the difference? But it's so transactional. He's like, I don't need you to suffer. I don't need a pregnant lady to suffer while we're waiting. She but that's another it. thing. That's it's another point in the movie. The fact that 
the marriage was on a rocks and John McClane was going by McClane and Holly Gennaro was going by her maiden name yeah, made it perfect. so that there was plausible deniability that they weren't going to figure out when John McClane's name went public. And it added more suspense. So now the reporter is not just the reporter is not just the reporter. The reporter is like, holy crap, if he does his job. And we already saw what happens to a guy who said, I'm his friend, that Mm. jerk at the party who's like, I know John, we go way back, bullet in the head. So they they let you know, like, it's not good to say you're familiar with this guy. So they already set up the danger with that. You know, that was freaking masterful, dude. That was freaking masterful. Um, Bruce Willis, the everyday guy, works because. If it was Schwarzenegger Stallone, I don't for a second believe that they're not going to save the day. And although I know Bruce Willis saves the day because it's his movie, I'm watching this going, I see why you may not. You may not. I mean, they make him work for it. Oh, man. And then I I love the relationship between him and Carl Winslow. That's just talking to each other. Carl Winslow. And they earn that moment at the end where he pulls his gun out for the second time in his entire career. Yeah. Because he was so shell-shocked from accidentally killing a kid. And I was like, I I will say this. I was like, wait. So the black cop shot the teenager who he thought had a gun? Well. The black cop. Okay. But they gave him the monologue, man. He told him about what happened. He was jumpy. He was a cadet, you know, Ready, fresh, man. freshly minted. Right. And, and, and he and said that gun looked pretty damn real. Couldn't tell it was a kid. It was dark. Right. You're right. And then he and then he his character is completely redeemed in the end when he said he he saves a day he because that German dude or whatever who was Everybody. hung by chains apparently that don't that don't get the job done, yeah. Rich. Yeah. That doesn't kill him, but yeah, his brother fell on the stairs and broke his neck. I don't know how that broke works. Broke his neck, and there's that perfect he has little, little sound. Feet, Rich. He's not built the same way. If his feet were just a little bit bigger, his bone might have been a little bit more dense. <laughs> um, but what was really great, what I loved about John, McC- what I loved about him too, is like when he was fighting the first guy, you just hear Bruce Willis say, "I'm gonna freaking kill you. I'm gonna kill like like he sounded like a guy in a fight, which yeah. is not what most heroes do." In the fight, he was. You know, like, it's all improv. <laughs> I think most most of his dialogue. That's why it only could have been Bruce Willis. This version of Die Hard only exists with yeah. Bruce Willis. You know, you I, don't I, get it with anybody else. Um, Come to the party, have you left? <laughs> what do you think, you're John Wayne? He goes. I was always more of a. What do you say, Roy Rogers? Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers fan. Um, and yo, now and- you talk about it, yes, this I definitely watched this after it came out. Like I was, de- it of course de- definitely you did. didn't watch it because that, that's how I knew Carl Winslow. Because Carl Winslow, because yeah. Family Matter came out after, came out in '89. Uh, mm. And the reason why I poke fun of the first 17 minutes is because I'm actually poking fun of the fact that this movie is more sophisticated than a lot of the other '80s movies that came out. So the first 17 minutes is very mature. It is for adults. It sets us up. But it's also not like, we're going to blow something up to keep your attention the first five minutes. It's like, no, this is a movie that deals with people. And for me as a kid in the 80s, I wasn't used to that in action movies. They blew something up in the first 30 seconds, and then they might have slowed it down and blew something up in the next 10 minutes. This movie resists the temptation. Its sequels don't necessarily, (laughs) but this one... Did I I did watch the second one in theaters when it came out at in a drive-thru. I remember that. 
Hmm. I saw it in the drive-thru, sitting on top of the car with the speaker on mounted on the top of the hood with me. From what I read about it, they said the second one is enjoyable. Like, like it's it's everything is bigger, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not part one. It's like speed on a plane. Well, I guess speed would be Die Hard two on a bus because wow. speed came out later. My space time continuum, man. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't really work. But but talk about a, an incredible. The third one is a phenomenal movie. That okay? Yeah. Let's get through this and then we'll talk about the sequels. I got a lot to say about the sequels because I actually started. I watched the beginning and end of all the, the sequels after I saw this. All of them? Just all the of be, them? Just the beginning and the end. the one set in Russia? Just the beginning. Yeah, the beginning and the wow. end. Because I wanted, because to me, I didn't understand why the sequels exist. Because the charm of Die Hard is how did this guy get in this situation? He's not supposed to be here. It's like it's like the worst coincidence in the world that he's even here and to see it keep happening to him yeah, kind of yeah. like waters down the point. He's not some CIA agent. He's not Jason Bourne. He's just a guy casually going through life that so happens to just stumble into terrorist attacks yeah, or gets one. targeted. So yeah, I felt yeah. like it's special because this should have only happened to him once. And then maybe Die Hard with the Vengeance, Hans's brother comes after him, which is okay, fine. But the other ones is like, how does John McClane keep... He's the most he's the unluckiest cop in the world. He's kind of like the Jack Bauer of this thing. No, but Jack Bauer, it's still his job to get in these situations. He just goes to a holiday party. Out of all the parties, he just goes to the airport. Got My wife's on a plane. Out of all the flights and airports, he's like, hey, I just got to pick up my son. He's in jail. My son's a CIA agent. I got to get him out alive. The, 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 the third, the fourth diehard. Okay, fine. I'm a detective. I'll just take this hacker to New Jersey. No problem. Out of all the hackers I have to escort, it's the one that it's like right. live just... free, live free, die hard's not bad either. He's that guy. But he's not it's not that it's bad. It's like this must be a regular guy. Yeah, but listen, he's getting I mean, into these terrible situations by look at the Fast and the Furious movie though. The Fast and the Furious was just point point break in a car. And okay. now look at it, they're fighting in space. <laughs> I mean, they're right, literally right. They're literally in space. And, and the same way, I feel like Die Hard lost the charm of this regular guy in this bad situation. The same way, Fast and Furious lost the charm of just these these street racers. Right. Now they're like agents. Of, but you that's know? the problem with escalation. A bullet, a gun used to shoot one bullet that you had to musket it in there, and you flashing and powder and wads and boom, and then you got to start the process over. But they had to outdo themselves, and now you can shoot a bazillion bullets in a half a second. Speaking well, of which, I will say it made no sense. This dude was just out running gunfire at every turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, no, he does get shot a couple times. Okay, he got shot like twice, but he like outran oh, machine like gunfire. They got, they got horrible aim. What do you want? What do you want him to do? And what do you want horrible like, aim. He plays in this injury. little room, Rich. Right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm hitting something. He was, he was fast. He was fast. Okay. And these guys look like they were trained a little bit. Lawrence always be complaining about people not playing their injuries, but he plays oh, his no, he plays, injuries. No, Bruce Willis is, and I and I think that's why I'm making fun of the machine gun fire. If it was Schwarzenegger or Stallone, I wouldn't think about it. But once you have an actor that grounds everything, well, now I notice something that doesn't make all the way. Like, I would have never noticed it makes sense with Schwarzenegger. Of course, bullets, bullets all purpose go around him. It's Schwarzenegger. Bruce Willis, you're making this so real. Now I'm like, why aren't you getting shot? Because you're just, you're not that fast. No one's fast enough to out. 
kids listening to this, no one's fast enough in real life to outrun machine gun fire. Shoot yeah. the glass. I loved the switch, the turn, when um Jack meets Hans, but the, uh, John meets Hans, but doesn't know it's him, and Hans throws on that American accent. I thought yeah. that was so clever. That was very clever. You know that they I'm all like, got yeah. like like uh, Western accents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like I didn't know what accents. accent that was, but uh, it's like it, but that, but think, that's like, also what worked about it. I think like back then, like it was like the the whole cliche was they like people in like Eastern Europe, whatever they learned their accents from like watching old westerns. Watching the western. Oh, but that's what was so great about Hans. You had a an English guy playing a German guy playing a an American guy in that moment. So it was like it was pretty yeah, fun right. when you think about the meta of what was going on. And it kind of had that Tarantino moment in Glorious where like Brad Pitt's like, well, I can be German because I speak German. Oh, I can be Italian because I speak Italian. And it's like, it takes more than just speaking the language to be it. And I feel like that's why John gave him a gun with no bullet. The second he heard your American accent, he was like, something was. <laughs> yeah. No, and I yeah. love, he, and finally, you know, later he's going, why was he up there in the first place? It tracked. Yes. Yeah. It's smart, man. The detonators. The, the movie, the movie does not betray the logic of itself. Except it Argyle continues. in that limousine. Argyle, Argyle live, man. Argyle, Argyle live. He was oh, about yeah. to also, but, but listen, but you have plausible deniability for that also because Argyle, for whatever reasons, goes, "Hey, listen, man, you got a place to stay tonight? I tell you what." I'm going to be parked here. You got my number. And then when he calls him and they get disconnected, he still doesn't know about the terrorist attack. And he goes, you got my number. Use it. <laughs> but then he, <laughs> he hears about it on the radio. Later. And he had to hear the explosion. But he, he was still cool after that. He was still but, chilling. But that's also why they have him blasting the music and talking loud on the phone. And they're like, you're giving us plausible deniability. He's yeah. not tracking what's going on. Fine. And then when he finally starts, and then there's the one scene where they see him like watching the TV or listening to the whatever it was where he's like, and he starts looking for a way out and can't find one. So but they then still he's chilling. You. But then he was chilling again. Then he saw the black. What are you going to do? Panic? Man. This is Argyle. He's not going to sit there <laughs> Yo, and panic. Maybe we all need an Argyle on our team. Like I no matter so. what, we he's going to chill. Yeah. Man. So basically then Hans, because that stupid reporter, what did Bill Murray call him in Ghostbusters? He's still a dick, right? Is oh, he, yeah. He's still yeah, one yeah. in this. Same guy. And he basically blows up the spot. And then Hans figures out, oh, you're John's wife. Perfect. Then the joint goes, uh, I'll tell you this. As a kid, when I did turn, like what got my attention was when he walked through glass. So I was playing my toys. Is on. I was always on the background. It was always one of those movies that was always on, like Channel 11, Rich. <laughs> like it's always on. Yeah. And I remember I'm playing my toys and I see him like bloody feet because he walked through glass. And I'm like, well, then how does he get out of this? And as a kid, that's why I watched from that point the whole way through. Because I was like, I've never seen that. Like, how yeah. do you get out of this? How do you even walk? And he ties his shirt around his foot. And literally, that blood from his foot, like, tracks all the way to the end of the movie. Like, it's yeah. always bleeding. It's so good. It's really good. It's, and it's, it's they fantastic. plant the seed. And then they just nourish that as it grows throughout it the It was the jerk on the plane. If he never told him to plant his feet in the carpet, he would have got his shoes on before yeah. the terrorists started shooting their guns. The whole time. Don't listen to strangers on planes, folks. You <laughs> might need your time. shoes. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? You might need your shoes. But that moment's also so good because they let Alan Rickman's character, Hans, 
how is Chris not talking about Hans Gruber when he's this the is one his guy? Yeah, Chris St. Victor, when offered all the money in the world to make a prequel series of any content, chose a Hans Gruber series. And I still don't get it after seeing this. I don't get it. I feel like this is the best version of Hans Gruber we're going to get in content. Yeah, like he was but, just but, a thief. Like that's all it was. He wasn't like nah, a master he, terrorist. Hans would Hans prequel series would have to also be set during Christmas. And it's like he got Cole as a kid or and something. And then you got you know? Jeremy Irons' character because, you know, he's his brother. Yes. Ah, there you go. There it is. Yeah, where's I, Chris? Chris, we're thinking about you. Hope you're I doing st- well, man. I still don't think it's going to be a good one. Uh, but, it, yeah. <laughs> um, Gruber. So then he, they're all freaking uh, – and I remember the way it was shot was great. You have freaking – Bruce Willis coming out like the smoke in the dark as he's meeting his wife and Hans on the lobby floor. And he's just silhouetted. You can't even see him. And then he comes into the light and his wife is like, what the hell happened what to you? What the hell has happened to you? I mean, he's oh blown God. up, looking terrible. Dude was jumping off of freaking roofs, Jack. This oh, guy said, I'm going to tie this freaking fire no, that- hose around my waist and I hope this works out. And, and it he's saying. And it, and it doesn't. doesn't. It, it doesn't. It, really, it doesn't. It doesn't. It really it didn't it work out the way he it. planned, which is great. Because I'm like, oh, you're not just this guy who can improv and it works out perfectly. It's like a lot of luck is on your side and it's painful. Oh, it was so great. I remember watching some of the behind the scenes as a kid. And there's that scene where Bruce Willis has a chair right before he throws, he starts shooting at. It's, his character's name is not Carl Winslow, but we know who we're talking it's about. Carl Winslow. <laughs> yeah. He got transferred right. to Chicago after his right, joint right, LA. Right. Al, Al Powell. Sergeant Al Powell. Oh, yeah. Carl Winslow. So <laughs> but he, he takes a chair and he breaks the glass and then he starts shooting before it. So that scene where he takes the chair and he he's breaking through the glass, I was watching a behind the scenes. And this was before movies came out with behind the scenes. Like you just didn't get it all the time. But I remember seeing a clip and they were talking about that and they were showing all the outtakes where it was incredibly hard to break the glass and the chairs were, were just disintegrating against it. Mm. Like he would smash the chair and the chair was like toast. And he's like, huh? And then the, and so they had to re they had to one kind of prep the glass to be broken and then they too had to reinforce the chair so it would hold up to blunt impact. It's a heavy freaking chair he's got to swing. They did that thing so many times, and we see him like slam it three times to get the glass. But he must have been doing it all day, you know. Dude, and and that's I mean that's that's the thing about all action films, especially one with only practical effects, is like that stunt team and those actors are 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 working and getting mm-hmm. their butts whooped, and um. I saw a number of times where I can tell that uh, Bruce Willis' stunt double was in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the falls this guy took. Well, look at the fall, <laughs> off, the fall off the building. You know, this is pre-CGI being in every frame of every shot. Some actor oh, okay. did a fall off that. I don't know if he fell off the building, but he fell off a, a building, probably fell off that building into a giant crash pad that was Speaking. just framed. Speaking of the CGI, when because I don't know, I don't know how I forgot this scene, but when they came in with the helicopters, oh yeah, flying in between the no, buildings, oh, they actually did that. Yeah, they they, that's they act. That's an actual helicopter, and they talked about not being able to do it during. I think I could have this story mixed up, but I think they weren't able to do 
the helicopter shot as they had intended to because of timing and maybe weather and they mm. didn't get permits. So they had to come at a, a later time to get that shot. And they only had like one or two takes to make it work. Dude. This, I mean, remember Terminator 2 where that helicopter is like going and it's like on street level and then it goes above the overpass and comes down? Yeah. That happened. Like, True lies. <laughs> True lies. There's a yeah. helicopter moment where Jamie Lee Curtis is actually hanging off the helicopter. I mean, she's on a she's on she's a thing strapped that, in, but still. But she's but she's under the helicopter up until the point. She she talks about that in an interview too. She was like, "They picked me up. They said, are you going to be cool with this?'" And she goes, "Well, I guess you're going to have to be." And they have to. And they she was under the helicopter for the whole duration up until they got to the point where they were shooting the scene of that moment where she, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger lifts down and pulls her up out of the car as the car is supposed to be crashing. Dude, it's like Tom Cruise isn't crazy. He's like, this is just the way we used to make movies. Used to make these <laughs> movies. Yes. Just, yeah. And now it's man. probably just, you know, largely CGI enhanced. Which I would say, you know, is way safer. Yeah. Than all of this stuff. So less expensive uh so then we got yeah we get hans and 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 john at this point got two bullets got two bullets in his in his, in his uh what is that nine millimeter was that a glock is there no that was a beretta beretta, beretta. Was, got, he, yeah. he had two bullets in his beretta i don't know the, the glock wasn't even really on the scene in the 80s probably not probably not. um glocks 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 I, I forgot the i think they came out like somewhere in the 80s i don't i'm not sure no, no, they weren't the same, but they weren't they weren't heavy like that in America. Right. I'm not mistaken. Right. You had you had Colt 45s and you had uh, Berettas for just about everything. Yeah, um, know... but the Beretta is still uh, one of the main police issue guns, isn't it? Yeah, because you saw what um what Al had or Carl Winslow. He had yeah, the revolver. He had a, he had which a big one. Which more than likely was like a Smith and Wesson, like 45 mm-hmm. or something. Cause that's what my pops used to have before he switched over to the Glock. Hmm. Um. He tapes it to his back, hoping that Hans... With, uh, Lawrence, holiday gift wrap tape. You're right. You're right. This, this is a Christmas movie. You're absolutely right. And he knows that Hans is the kind of guy that has to relish in the moment. He's already experienced that. So he knows I'm at least get enough time to get my hands up. And if I don't, like, there's no other real option here. <laughs> it's like this. It's either I run out the back and let my wife die or we both die. Or maybe I can pull this off. His his, his options are very limited here. He's like because he knows it's going to take a Christmas miracle. <laughs> well done, Jack. I get it there now. It this is a Christmas movie. There it is. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> well freaking done. Um, and then he tells his wife to get down. One in the head, Rich. One in the head to one the right. The- Bonk. Easy. Light work. And he catches Hans in the chest. Oh, they're not in the lobby. Excuse me. They're they're like in their center floor. Floors. Yeah, they're yeah. still up. 13th, Hans up. goes out the window, still holding on to the wife. He's falling. He's holding on to that freaking watch. That that, that Rolex. Rolex. That, that Rolex. <laughs> the Rolex. What did that guy say? Oh, it's a Rolex. He said, "I'll see the watch later." And he, guess what? John does see the watch later. Foreshadow. He gets that watch off of her. I thought. I forgot this part. I, I remember this part, but I forgot. It's like, is Hans going to pop off at least one shot? I know he's not going to hit anybody, but I thought we were going to see like a as he's falling, but mm. not necessary. Nah. The look on his face. Oh, he's such an amazing actor because you see the thoughts going instead of, 
I'm falling. I'm going to die. Yeah. And I'm high up enough to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high up enough to like have this realization well, and, and it's pure made, fear. And it made sense why he stopped. He, cause he was about to get off the shot as he realized, Oh, I'm totally effed. And suddenly the shot was less important. <laughs> and you just saw fear, sorrow, regret. Yeah. Like everything on his face. And that body said splat. Oh, man. Now, I'll tell you, those FBI agents were a couple of jerks for no reason. They were. Like, why were they so, like, why were, first, why were they so happy? And I mean, why were they just jerks? It felt like that's kind of an 80s trope. There's always yeah. an authority figure that's just, you don't have to be a jerk to do your job today. And they and they and, that, and they got blown up and we we're happy about it. Yeah, they were the most one-dimensional thing about the film. Yeah. Cuz even the funny. dude you, no, you would expect you would expect you would expect this kind of movie to have a lot of stereotypical one-dimensional character development or no character development at all. They were and you had ones. but you just had a cast that I think that's what happened. The cast elevated the movie itself. Alan Rickman but even even the script, the fact that you have the dude upset, you killed my brother. Mm-hmm. Like now it's personal, and then it feel like revenge surface. It was like this dude was really upset. Like my brother died today, so much mm-hmm. that Alan Rickman had to be like, "Listen, after the job, like we had like human moments here." That was yeah, because you saw him. You saw him throughout it. Like you saw him like have like little like kind of fits. Like he'll he'll come back to the to the room mm-hmm. where the hostages were. He'll like smash the tray. Oh, as so you good. would, as yeah. you would. This was not supposed to happen. This was like, an easy job. Nobody yeah. but J- John must still be alive. Nobody but him can upset a, uh, upset someone. <laughs> it's a great line. Great like, line. Yeah. And it tells you so much about their relationship too. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, they know John. Um, and even the the freaking the the, the cop, the the lieutenant that was over Carl Winslow, who came oh, in and he was a jerk but he too. he was a jerk. But you saw. You saw humanity there. You saw like a guy trying to take control of the situation. And he asked legitimate questions. Oh, because he told you he's a cop? That means he's a cop? Because he knows a fake ID? What if he's a bartender? And I was like, that's a legitimate question. <laughs> and he's have Carl Winslow there. Just so I can feel it in my gut. You can feel it. And I remember, Carl Winslow gave us a whole backstory of how he's a disgraced cop. Mm-hmm. So like this, his, his superior trusting his right. judgment. His instincts. Mm-hmm. You might, you know, this is the kind of cop that people are talking about him at the pre. Like, you have this stink on you that can't go away, even if it's not your fault. So even that guy being a jerk, I still saw, like, I, I understand. I understand where yeah. you're coming from. You don't know the whole story. Um, great movie, man. Like, and that's pretty much it. At the end, you have, like, John limping out, like, barely can stand, which I love. Schwarzenegger would have walked out easy. Stallone would have walked out oiled up, as he should. <laughs> where's my woman come here yeah. but he's hobbling out his wife is helping him up and then yeah he sees Carl Winslow we have a great moment and then dude comes out with a gun Carl Winslow puts him down we have this wonderful moment at the end where this guy gets to go home for Christmas you're right Jackie gets to home, go home for Christmas mm-hmm. it adds a little mm to it um, I, I enjoyed this movie I did I'm glad I got to watch it again mm-hmm. or watch the whole thing through and then watch it again does it hold up if it came out today and, you know, elevate the effects, elevate the action to fit today? Does it hold up? No. Yes, it does. You know why it does? 
because yeah. it does not betray itself. Okay. Let what me about ask it? This. What about it doesn't hold up? I'll ask this question. I'm sorry. It does hold up, but you know, how, like Jason Statham comes out with those dope movies that are really fun, but they're not iconic. They're not iconic. That would have been this today. It wouldn't have been the iconic movie. But, it would have been but like here's, but here's those what's dope interesting about it. Jason Statham joints that come out, and we would have moved on. Except for this movie does hold up because I'm still watching it 30 years later. Nostalgia. I'm talking. Maybe. Old, I'm watching Batman 89 30 years later. You told me that movie don't hold up. Maybe. I'll say this, though. I I had a, because I knew we were watching this, I've been telling people, blah, 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 Die Hard, best Christmas movie. And two people that I told it to had never seen the film at all. One of them was 26, and the other was, I think, 36. They'd never seen the movie. They got back to me telling me how phenomenal they thought the movie was. And that is a barometer to me that this movie still holds up. Does it does it mm. does holding up mean it's good? It could be good, but does like if it came out today, would it do would it do what they it did watched today? it this week and said that movie was phenomenal? How'd I miss it? To me, that tells me that you got And that's generations of people. There's a lot I feel like you have to accept in this movie and go, that's the 80s. But the movie says, well, well, I mean, right off the bat, the lady goes, hey, you know, I'm pregnant, but I'm thinking I want to have a drink. And and Holly goes, that baby's about to I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about about, there's more sophistication around running around gunfire. There's more like there's more things we do in our storytelling around action that. It's but I also say this. I'm sorry. There, there is and there isn't. Because that is get, iconic like this, not just like a throwaway kind of like Jason Statham joint. It has to be. But this movie was never, they never thought this movie was going to pop off. They cast Bruce Willis in a movie because they couldn't get Schwarzenegger, Stallone, or Mel Gibson. They cast the guy from Moonlighting or Moon, whatever it was. Nobody thought this movie was going to be what it turned into, and what it turned into was a phenomenon that changed some of the status quo in the industry. So did Batman, and you said it didn't hold up. Batman Batman came after this. But you said Batman doesn't hold up. Batman cast a Michael Keaton who shouldn't have been cast. Batman changed superhero movies going forward and Batman going forward. But you said Batman 89 doesn't hold up. Yes, the things about Batman 89 that don't hold up are almost entirely all the things that betray the source material itself. I'm not saying Batman 89 is, and that's the uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, Tim Burton one, Tim, Rich. Tim Burton one, Rich. What I'm saying is. Jack, nah, go back and watch that retro. You were like, that movie does not hold up. Not, and I knew the source material. You're like, this joint. But even the, com- I'm sorry. It do- but if you go back and watch the combat of it, doesn't hold up. The opening scene where Batman's fighting, and I know this is like blasphemic talk, but he's so stiff. It's hard for him to get the choreography. It's very, it's stylized and it's cool and it's Tim Burton. And it is a fun film, but it doesn't hold up. Die Hard holds up. Mm-mm. The combat. Is visceral. The combat's not cool and intricate in court. It's not John Wick. It's visceral and earthy and dirty. the The logic of the film holds up. The way the characters are interacting and the logic choices. of this film does not hold up. The way the police respond to this is so eh, okay. acid. <laughs> that com- there's a terrorist attack, and the FBI we- agents. This is ridiculous. The National Guard would be called. Like this is ridiculous. The National but, Guard would not be called. Well, I don't know what this. A terrorist is. attack on American. 
They're, I don't know what would happen. They but don't I, know I, what I, it is at first. They don't know if it's a terrorist attack you, off the rip. Let me tell you, when they put out a rocket launcher and blew up that thing, we would have saw more cops come. <laughs> we would have just saw it all happened. To do there, what, like though? Every cop in LA was there. Blown up? Every cop in LA was there. And they had a SWAT team and they had a tank. This felt that part does not hold up. The standoff. Gosh, are we, that are we ranking this thing? Rich, you think it holds up? Yes or no? I think it holds up from what, what Lawrence said. If it, if you add all the modern conveniences of today, yeah, it still yeah, holds action, up. Yeah, you have to update the effects. And yeah, it holds up. I think yeah. it still holds up. I think there's too many tropes in it for it to hold up. It's Let's very rank. good. It's very but wait, good. I'm sorry. Tropes. This thing started the tropes. <laughs> you're crazy. This thing started the tropes. Jack, you're literally saying the same exact thing we said about Batman in reverse. And you said it didn't right. hold up. Let's rank this thing. <laughs> can we rank? I mean. Of course we can. Rank. Okay. Nine. I'm waiting for you, Lawrence. What you got? I'm thinking. I wasn't prepared to rank this. and I, and I Oh, you wasn't? To, I want to do it fairly because I don't want it. It doesn't compare to what it birthed. It's responsible for a lot that has taken it to the next level. So I can't compare it to that. I got to think of it kind of where it lives. Right. Or am I comparing it to all content? Am I, am I, am am I watching the born identity and comparing it to die hard? You just broke Lawrence. (laughs) You broke me. You broke me. (laughs) I'm trying to figure it out. Now I say this, this movie is, it's an eight. This is an eight. Okay. It's I'm giving it an eight point five. It's an eight. So okay. the average is an eight point five. Nine, eight, eight point five. Eight point five. If this came out today, I'd roll the things that I would roll my eyes about would still be trumped by the things that are awesome in it. I think it's so. Eight. Yeah. 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 It's okay. an eight. It's good. Now can we talk about the sequels real quick? They didn't need to exist. And what bummed me out about the sequels. I don't know Vengeance like, needed to exist. That movie is good. No, Vengeance is great. Yeah. And Ven- Vengeance is so good, it makes having the other ones worth it. We didn't need the ones after Vengeance. Didn't need the one before Vengeance. No. The one before Vengeance was kind of this, but in an airport. Airplane. Vengeance, airplane. Airport, too. He's running, he's running around an airport. Um, Vengeance felt like it had the energy of speed. And speed is die hard on a bus. <laughs> but it had that energy of, you know, this guy's telling you where to go. My issue with it all is, it's more of an emotional issue. By the end of Die Hard, like, I want to know that him and his wife were okay. Like, that was the point. And you kind of... But it's so... Re- when you look at why they're not okay, it makes sense. Why are they not okay in Vengeance? Like I said, I don't watch the beginning. Because I, it's I, a real story, and relationships are difficult sometimes and it was hard for her to be in a relationship with uh, who prioritizes his job and not his family and that's although not he that's not but that's but, but it's the character who's set up and it's the character who we keep coming back to he's he's estranged from his kids because he's that, not that's, the best father that, that's my issue it felt like to make these sequels in the way you want to make these sequels, you kind of have to keep John at square zero. Like he can't evolve. We have to always catch him in these sequels, kind of where he left off. That's not real. Well, and, but and it felt- also is real. That's what's interesting, though, because he's he's not actually good me, at it. Let me tell you something. If I save my wife twice mm-hmm. from a terrorist attack, mm-hmm. I better get some leeway and grace when it comes to my attitude about things. I saved your life twice. From two terrorists, the time that you left your underwears on the floor and erase all that, I'm like, 
I don't care if I left my dirty drawers on the floor. <laughs> I saved you from a terrorist attack twice. It even felt, it felt, even it felt, Lois and Clark have some rough moments, and he saves the planet. They have some rough moments, but I guess it's not so much that she that they didn't make it; is that she wasn't in the next ones. I still wanted to see they're still in each other's lives. But, but they, but she's referenced, and then the kids yes. end up being a pretty big part in the other well, ones. Let's not get to those. Well, but the CIA the, agent. Yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, the, yeah, the son one was whatever, but the daughter one was not half bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I guess and, I just And you had you had her and I was invested in their marriage, Jack. I was I they made it. me invested. And you're a family man and I'm a you family care man. About that plot point. And if I'm like bleeding from my feet twice mm-hmm. But you I'm still like, have but you can't rest on that for the rest of the relationship. You still gotta take out the trash. You still gotta let her know she's special. And when you stop doing those things, suddenly Yes, uh, but maybe you should have let me blow up in the Nakatomi Tower because that's what this relationship starts to feel like after a while. And so she had to get out. She had to do what was right for her, Lawrence, because he's a flawed individual who prioritized his career. And that's what you get in the rest of the series. And you see it play out with his relationships with his kids. And you know why the wife's not in the scene. First, wow. Slow clap, Jack. Slow clap. That was freaking brilliant. You gave me an idea for a whole superhero just now. I'm not going to say it, but you just gave me a whole idea for a franchise because that was brilliant. And come on, Rich. Slow clap with me for Jack. He, he, it was good, but I got other things to say, which I'm not going to say because the people really going to hate me. Oh, because uh, this is like, I don't care if I didn't tell you you look pretty. I saved you from t- the terrorist attack twice. Uh, that should get man. you to get out of jail free cards a few times. At least a but few times. The heart wants what the heart wants. And, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, man, I hope I would kind of went off on some tangent here. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Die Hard is dope. Die Hard is dope. When you Google Die Hard, make sure you watch the right Die Hard. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? <laughs> Wow, I don't know. I haven't bad. checked it no. out. There's no way. I'll check it right now. <laughs> well, this movie is so popular, but I have to believe somewhere if you type in show me live free or die hard. <laughs> there might be another version out there, is all I'm saying. Um, wonderful talk, guys. Thank you so much for having me like watch this in full. It was a great experience. Even the parts where I rolled my eyes. I'm like, who cares? This is freaking great. And I want to see more of this. I want, we've had so many John Wicks and Jason Bournes, these guys who are the mold of John McClane, but don't suffer as much as he does to save the day. Mm-hmm. John Wick is hit by cars and still gets up. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to see a movie where I don't know if this guy can make it because I don't know how much the human body can take. Right. And <laughs> you see that. that in this one. Oh, easy. You see that at the halfway point. Like, there's so much movie left. By the time I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know how you're going to make it. And there's still an hour left of this. Thing. And he plays the injuries, which is oh, great. So bad. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize this hour, this movie was so long. I didn't realize it was like a two-hour movie. I'm like, yo, what? I thought it was going to be shorter. Yeah, I'm like, there's still more to this. Okay. Man. Well, that's that, guys. I think it's time for some recommendations. If you guys want to watch some movie that I would say are the children of Diet Hard, 
two diehard offspring to everyday guys in fantastic scenarios. Here's a couple of recommendations for you. We already talked about our first up is Speed, which is pretty much diehard on a bus, but it's, but it's more than that. That movie is really great. And although Keanu Reeves isn't as everyday man because he's, you know, extremely handsome, he's still not freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger on this bus who you're like, of course, you know, he's still like, and him and Sandra Bullock kill it. Speed is one of them. Another one is, I mean, if you really want to see like an everyday guy kind of go through it, for me, I, that, I, that's what I enjoyed about the Hawkeye series. They humanize this hero so much <laughs> that you got to see, like, you can't hear out of one ear. Yeah. So I kind of enjoyed that. And, and, and for me, Hawkeye was also a love letter to Die Hard. It took place during Christmas. You know, everything's got to be Christmas. Die Hard's Christmas. Is it way it's Christmas? Rich. Don't be like that. Yeah, Don't that be like that. You know? And yeah. guess what his wife got at the end of it? A watch at the end of Hawkeye. Same movie. Same, it's pretty much the same thing. How about right? that? Hans Gruber's Kingpin. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, and third up on the list is it's not really weapon. this came out now. That came out around then that came out before this, actually. I think Lethal Weapon is like 86. 87. Uh-huh. Um, I would say it doesn't fit in it because of the content, but Born Identity. It's still Matt Damon, a guy who's an everyday guy in an extreme scenario. No, he's he's been modified. Right, but I'm talking about the he actor. The census. No, I call Bob. Bo- no, the actor, in, the actor in it, Jack, before Bruce Willis, you would have always had a six-pack having muscle-bound guy in those roles. The fact that you have a Matt Damon playing a freaking super a Keanu Reeves playing a super, a regular guy in this role that doesn't look like an athlete uh, per se. On. Rich, will you let this pass? He was. Um, I was looking at Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon came out in 87, so yeah, like a year before. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon. I'm talking about Bruce Willis now letting other guys play the action heroes. That's where you get the Michael Keaton as Batman. That's where you get Matt Damon as Born Identity. Uh, before okay, him, so but by but by yes, I give you that. But by the idea of the everyday guy, his character is not the everyman though. Bruce no, Willis's but, character is also the everyman, right? But I'm talking. This recommendation is also just to also just visually visually see a guy who can look just like you do something that 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 that. That does something to the viewing experience. There's something about seeing Schwarzenegger in these things that were bigger than life. Well, none of us thought we could be him. But when I see Matt Damon, when I see Kanye Keanu Reeves, I'm like, maybe I could. Maybe I could. Yes, I mean, Schwarzenegger, Damon, not so much. Matt Damon was supposed to kind of be like a guy that blends in because he was kind of like a sleeper cell agent. Right. But I'm saying in the 80s, it would have been Schwarzenegger cast as the guy blending in. Yeah. And we would have just accepted it. We were we like I don't like no Schwarzenegger's about to do something. Like, it's the it's the eighties. <laughs> we, we just this, went with it. This dude. big dude is is not just an office worker. There's Remember no in Total Recall, he was the guy that we're like, I'm not sure if he's gonna make it. I'm not sure if he's capable. <laughs> he's the biggest guy here. <laughs> we're we? Yeah. That but that was the story. It was like I don't know if he's gonna get it together to win the day as he's walking around freaking. And as he's a freaking avatar. Rico, he, he was like a construction worker, right? He's like a regular construction worker. A regular worker. construction worker where everyone around him was like just like overweight dads balding. Like, and I'm like, what, are you doing? what do you do, sir? It's, you're not just a construction worker. 
And he's like trying to pretend like he doesn't know how to fight or handle a gun. And I'm like, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't care. That's a role, Jack. That should have went to a Bruce Willis. A guy that is completely unaware of who he's supposed to be in a world that's bigger than him. But it still worked. Because Schwarzenegger's dope. Anyways, that's my recommendations. Like it or not. And if I didn't have a flag on the play, then it wouldn't be Chris's recommendations. Would it? Hey. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed this show, man. Please check us out on YouTube. We have playlists, reviews, unboxings, toy hunts. We have so much there. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. Leave a review. It helps with the algorithm, man. We want everyone to hear us talk about geek stuff. And you can um hit us up on like DM us and hit us up on Instagram. Like this conversation's for everyone. Let us know how you feel about Die Hard. And I have to say, guys. This movie lived up to the title because Hans Gruber died hard. Okay. I don't know if you wanted us to finish that. I think the title is referring to Bruce Willis's character. He didn't die hard. He didn't die at all. It was hard to kill him. No, that's hard to kill. That's another movie. That's another movie. Hard to kill is a different movie. This is Die Hard. It's about Hans Gruber because he died hard. Yeah, everyone in this movie died hard. It's about everyone but Bruce Willis. You're Everyone saying that these... died hard. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta take the week to think about it. I'll come back to you on that. Whether every one of these Die Hard movies is literally about the villains. It's about everybody else. <laughs> they dying hard. hard. Isn't hard to kill another movie? I think yeah, so. Sure it is. That hard to kill. Bruce Willis was hard to kill, but this movie wants you to know Hans Gruber died hard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's our movie. show, everybody. Oh, it was it was a Bond movie, Hard to Kill. Oh no, no, no! Hard no. It to was kill. Steven Steven Seagal. Excuse me, Steven Seagal. Steven and another one, I like it. Sort of everyday guy. People. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. I mean, he, he over the years he definitely morphed into like an overday guy, like 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 an everyday looking guy, like dyed hair, an anomaly. horrible goatee, ponytail. When Got you watch really his movies now. You kind of go like, why were they so successful? Yeah, Van Damme doing split kicks. Like, it wasn't Chuck the most Norris. action. Chuck Norris. Yeah, Seagal's style in his movies weren't the most action. They weren't. I saw a movie recently yes. with him in there. I'm just like, this dude. He was like, he was like in the military, and again, just really big, trying to put on a play carrier. I'm just like, bro, this guy. I don't, I don't believe this man is in the military at all. Man. Barely making movements. I'm like, there's no way. Chris loves Steven Seagal. But Jack, that movie's called Hard to Kill. Okay? So when it's like, when it's Die Hard with a Vengeance, Jeremy Irons died really hard in that movie. He died so hard it was with a Vengeance. Okay. You know? (laughs) Sure. Live free or die hard is about the dad guy. He's gonna live free. Or... Die hard. I mean, he died hard. <laughs> we'll be back, guys. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace.